Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to this lovely Tuesday. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walk and Jay? All is somewhat well, well, all is somewhat well. <laughs> But uh, looking forward to a great show. Nonetheless, <laughs> Every, everything's good, Britt. Everything's good. K Walker, you still rocking the gear strong and hard? I love oh, it, I have man. To, man. I don't know. This ain't no fly by night thing for me, man. Yeah. Since I was 12 years old, I'm a rocker, man. I'm a yeah. rocker for sure. I want to, I want to, yeah. Shout out to, to Usher, man, for, for getting me by this uh, on my day off yesterday. I always take the day off after the Super Bowl. Usher dropped his new album, so I got a chance to listen to that. And all day long, I just rocking to us. Thank you for helping me heal. Right? But I guess we'll get right into it because as you guys see, you know what we're going to talk about. It's been a topic since they played it, since they played the game just two days ago. Um, I had a great night, you know, good food, fun family, no stress, stress-free. You know, my team was gone a long time ago. Jay, I don't know what you did for Super Bowl <clears throat> Sunday. Did you spend it with family did you go to super bowl parties just nah. chilled at home yeah Britt, I, I was definitely at home with the family just just watching the game sometimes we have some company we didn't we didn't have anybody this time just right. family just like i like it i i am not a go out <laughs> go to a party type of guy Britt. i'm happiest yeah. when i'm right at home <laughs> yeah i went to i went to my aunt's house and we had ball uh and ate good k-walk what did you do did you? I, I yeah, like every Super Bowl, whether my team's in it or not, it's at home with the family. Mm -hmm. No one comes over. We don't go out or anything like that. So a little different this year, obviously. Didn't eat as much for obvious reasons, but um uh yeah, we just you know, there was just me, and my wife, my son wants to watch he watched it in his room because of the fact of the matter is he's been doing that all year long. So he wanted to keep the uh yeah, you know, he, we're superstitious <laughs> in some ways, so and that's right. one of the ways. So yeah, we yeah, but you know, we, we no hats were thrown, no 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 TVs were broken, ladies and gentlemen, no curse words were. I kept it to a minimum. Put it that way. I kept it to a minimum. I was like, you ain't curse at all. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I kept to a minimum. I kept it to a minimum. But uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised the way I handled it because I kind of felt like you know after once Dre we talked about it, but once Dre Lee Greenlaw went down, it it was. I, I just had a feeling yeah. it was wasn't a night. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. We're going to start right off with it because we just have to. Um, the Chiefs, as we all know, beat the Niners in overtime 25 to 22 to win back to back Super Bowls since mm -hmm. the Patriots did it in 03 04. I guess just give me your overall thoughts of the game. I have a couple more questions to follow up, but just right now, just give me your overall thoughts on the game. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, Britt, I, I, I felt like, you know, I was sending texts out to, to my family, you know, in the first half saying, man, 49ers are really controlling this football game. I felt like right from the start, they were in complete control of the game. Their offensive and defensive line were really, you know, just kind of doing what they wanted to do. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense really couldn't get anything going. But the thing that made me a little nervous, if, if you're a 49ers fan, is that I felt like the 49ers didn't take advantage of that. So at halftime, where I felt like they maybe could have had a couple score lead, KC was still right there in the football game. And then again, Mahomes throws the interception right after halftime. They can't capitalize on it. Right. So for me, I felt like San Fran missed some opportunities early. And then obviously late in the game, Britt, I felt like, 
as the game kept going on, the longer the game kept going on, I, you could start to maybe feel that momentum shifting in KC's favor. But, you know, for me, somebody that didn't have a dog in the fight, I was just glad we, we got a heck of a football game. Very entertaining, great football on both sides. So I, I was mm-hmm. happy about that. Yeah, I was too. I was just like, because, you know, I'm a big defensive person. You know, a lot of people, this game's boring. This game is dead. I was like, yeah, I loved it. They're allowing these boys to play. And that's what you want to see. You don't want to see these high 50, 50 to 45 point games. I mean, that's just too much of a shootout. I don't like those games. I like when your defense has a major impact on the game. And that's what we got. But I agree with you, Jay. Once I seen that the, they were, the Chiefs, were i'm sorry san fran was in trouble when into halftime they were only up 10 to 3. um and they could have they had a lot of opportunities to to be at least maybe 17 or even 21 to 3 to really try to put that game away they just didn't capitalize like you said but i mean what can we say it's patrick mahomes it's andy reed um i love andy reed i will always love andy reed i will always root for andy reed I'm not sure how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. I really don't care, to be honest with you. But he is the best quarterback in the league as of right now. And they did what they always do. They they are a second-half team. They have actually showed that probably almost all year long, um, even through their ups and downs, and they just did it again. Um, and they beat the Niners mm-hmm. the same exact play. When I seen it, that very last play, because at first I was like, what's going on? Why are they waiting until the last minute to snap the ball? What is going on? But it just felt like they just had so much confidence in that play. Um, the very last play was the same play that they beat the Eagles with, they beat the Niners with. Um, but K-Walk, this was your team. What are your thoughts on the game? How do you feel? Yeah, everything you guys said, but just to add on a little bit, is that <clears throat> I think the turning point for the for the game, in, in my opinion, was the uh, – was the uh, – the fumble, or not the fumble, but the uh, the, the punt return, which hit um, hit uh, Daryl Luther on the foot, and um, Ray Ray McLeod uh, tried to uh, to pick it up, tried to recover it, and um, and it ultimately, you know, uh, the Chiefs fell on it, and that gave them a chance. I mean, you, you gave them gave the ball to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, no matter how well you were playing, and then 49ers just came, the defense just came off the field. So to go right back on the field and with a short field with the, uh, um, against the chiefs and Patrick Holmes, it, it was just, it was just, it was just inevitable that they would score on that particular drive. I think it was the very next play that had happened. Yeah. Um, at first I didn't see why Ray Ray McLeod said, why is, why are you trying to pick that ball up? But then I saw the, you know, the, uh, the replay hit off of uh, Luther's foot there. Um, and then, you know, I mean, he, he did what he was supposed to do because obviously it, it hit the, hit his foot. Um, and he just tried to pick it up. If he just dove on it, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if he would just dove on it, it might have been a different outcome of the, uh, outcome of the ball game. But uh, so many different things, man. I, I just thought that the 49ers, to, to um, piggyback off of what Jay said about the offensive line, I thought the offensive line did a great job running the ball in the beginning. I know that they all that that drive ultimately ended with the McCaffrey fumble, but you can see that they were moving those guys around yep. on the front. And then on the defensive line, Eric Armstead, Chase Young came to play. Finally, Eric Armstead playing with a knee injury, did not even know that um, he's having surgery sometime in the near future, but he had an outstanding game. Um, Nick Bosa was just an inch or two away from, uh, from uh, Mahomes on a couple of plays, but I thought in the beginning, the uh, the 49ers was just like Jay said. We're, we're handling the uh, we're doing exactly what they wanted to do: control the uh, the line of scrimmage. Um, 
a lot of missed opportunities, didn't get Kittle involved in the game, didn't really get Ayuk uh, involved in the game. And I think that had a lot to do with Spags and that defense and that uh, that, that defensive secondary. Yeah. Uh, they did an outstanding job of, of playing those guys one-on-one, Ayuk and and and, uh, and, and Debo, and, and as I mentioned, Kittle as well. So, I mean, it's just a hats off. And when you go into the second half, you know, you look at this game, you just saw, like you said, Jay, you felt the momentum shift a little bit. It wasn't any big plays Right. Um, per se, but it just felt like the 49ers just were just getting frustrated. We saw the frustration on on the Chiefs face, you know, with the Kittle situation with Andy Reid. I kind of felt as though that, you know, you know, okay, we got him right where we want him. So it's now it's divide and conquer. Let's go get these guys. They're frustrated, they're fighting with one another. Let's go get them. Then it goes to break, they come out of the break, and they say Dre Luke Greenlaw is just running on the field after the timeout, and he tears his Achilles. I was like, you know what? We're snake bitten, man. We're snake bitten. And after that point, I just said, Let's I'm just hoping for the best. So, you know, I just I really thought that the, the Chiefs were going to win that game at that point because it just felt like you know the 49ers weren't due and, and and for whatever reason. But yeah, um, I'm just proud of the guys, man, and what and, and you know what they have accomplished. Brock Purdy, especially. I know we're gonna get into him a little bit. Just um, just an outstanding season, man, and, and it's a tough one to lose in the overtime, and I know we're getting into the whole overtime situation as well, but uh, just hats off to my boys, man, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I give you guys – look, I like Brock Purdy. I like Fred Warner. I have a lot of respect for those guys. I like Christian McCaffrey, but it's just one player. I think he's talented, but it's funny because he talks so much crap, and then he was crying on the sideline. I'm sorry. I just had to put it out there. <laughs> Who's that? And, and ain't you, K-Walk. I ain't coming at you. It's just the one player we all got to come at. And it's been Cowboys and Eagles fans. But this is the first time we actually had come together to attack Debo Samuel. Boy, was he talking so much crap. I'm bringing it up right here on this show. I mean, look, we got to somehow get more entertainment, right? Yeah, he's talking <laughs> crap because he backs it up. I mean, the Cowboys and Eagles fans, I can't say anything about that. that unless it's but your team. Them tears. Them tears. Them down, tears was cracking down. me up, though. Yes, down, <laughs> tears, he was talking crap. All I'm, ta- I'm not even talking about, you know, after he beat us. I'm talking about before that, all season long, all last summer. He was sad, a lot to say. Even Fred Warner said, you know what? I wish he didn't have so much to say. He even said that. But then you got to finish it off. You ain't finish it off, Debo. So, yes, I'm coming at you just like the rest of us is coming at you. And he nah, went y'all real quiet. Yeah, the Chiefs fan. I, I, I ain't sitting down, down for nothing. Ain't nobody listening we to that. Ain't, ain't Debo ain't listening nothing. to anybody but a Chiefs fan he, right he now. Stop it. Because he turned off all Stop his it. comments, didn't he? He disappeared like but a he was in there. The he was there, though, man. They're he quick. ran through your Cowboys and Eagles. Stop it. Especially the Cowboys and Eagles fans. Oh, oh, oh. we got that, this yo. all last year, so now it's time for them to take it right back. It's so nah, funny. nah, there ain't no 49. It no, 49, that was a different outcome. Nah, Nobody nah. got their ring. Well, you got the championship ring, so I guess that counts. But yeah, look, we all lost, so we just got it all taken. All right, so here's what it is. Wait, y'all lost, and y'all can't talk the way y'all lost, though. He can take it. Debo, I'm talking about last year's championship. That's, That's different. Brock Purdy went. Yeah, well, Brock, but he didn't know Brock Purdy was going to go down, though. I'm talking about after we lost the Super Bowl. Here comes all these 49er players. Nah, man, not, I didn't the say ones anything. I just yeah, mentioned yeah. didn't say anything. They was they was cool. Exactly. But Debo had the most to say. Now he talking. Remember, Debo, you own two now. You own two, baby. So if you got it, if you can put it out, you need to take it. It is what it, it is. K-Wall, I know it. this is your team. And again, I. 
Yeah, you went real quiet, didn't you? All right, so. Yeah, who would go quiet if you lose? Who would go quiet if you lose? Yeah, we Why lost. Why are you getting upset yeah, with me? Because I mean, upset. you're an Eagles fan. I don't want to hear anything from Eagles fans or Cowboys fans. I don't want to hear that. Well, look, if y'all going to dish it out, you got to take it. That's what we I'm did dish say. it out. And we, we had to take it last year. And we and are taking it, but not from, not from Eagles fan. Last year, mad. we took it from Can't Eagles fan. Look, it is I, what I'm it is. I'm not mad, but guess what? But it's, we lost. You lost. So we're oh, man, stop it. Stop you guys ready to move on? We ain't talking junk about that. I ain't come at Kevin Walker. I came at I know, but I'm a fan, though. But I'm a fan, though. So I didn't even. I didn't. I must have missed it. I didn't even know Debo was talking. Uh, I oh mean, I. Gosh, yes. it, it, it was off my radar. I, I missed. Well, I was cool, and I was gonna let everything go. But even during media week, he started talking about Eagles and Eagles fans. I was just like, all right, now you better win because if you don't win, now all Eagles fans is coming back. Fletcher Cox yeah, said right. something. Aaron Donald was saying stuff. I mean, look. We only coming back at one person because of one reason. So there you go. So, like Cox say, and Aaron Donald said, they got the rings. Where's yours? That's all I'm yeah. going to say. All right, let's move time. on. Give it time. Let's Give move time. on. Next year, we got let's our ring. On. I'm putting the house on, I'm putting the house on it. Next Don't year. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> did the Chiefs win or did the Niners lose is my next question. K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. I'm I'm gonna say the 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 Chiefs won that game. I, I think the Chiefs won that game. I I think they they took advantage of a lot of things that the 49ers I don't want to say didn't do because the 49ers played excellent ball up until you know they went into overtime. Um you you look at it and it was just a big adjustment from you know from uh the uh for what Andy Reid and, and Patrick Holmes were doing differently in that uh that overtime game that that last drive there. Um, you know, you, a lot of people are saying Steve Wilkes was playing soft coverage there. Um, is one point where Kyle Shanahan, I think it was a third down. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan was like, oh, heck, heck no, I'm going to clean it up for the, the radio. I'll be cleaning up for TV. But, oh, heck no, we got to call a timeout. I don't like the coverage that we're in right now. Um, so, yeah, they they made that adjustment. They, they they were in a defense that they wanted to be in, meaning the 49ers. But uh, Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid just did an excellent job. Of, of making the adjustments to the adjustments that the 49ers made. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think you got to give it, give the credit where credit is due. Patrick Mahomes, Magic Mahomes um, is, is the, is the man right now. And there's, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. As much as it hurt me to be a 49er fan, I, I'm not going to make any excuses. There are no excuses to be made other than the fact that Patrick Mahomes is, is the man right now. He's, and he's arguably the, 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 the GOAT right now i know he's has a little bit of ways to go to, to you know to claim that title but as of right now he's on the right track to do it yeah i agree i think the chiefs won it um that mm -hmm. defense was who in the second half performance is amazing um spags is just his defensive mind is just brilliant he blitz when he he didn't blitz all the time but he blitz when he needed to and every time they blitz for the most part they made it they made a play Trent McDuffie, my goodness, that young man can play that corner position like no other. Mm -hmm. um, the way he defended that deep pass going to uh, Debo Samuel, and I, I he got he got hopped. Mm -hmm. He jumped up there to mm -hmm. bat that ball down. Um, Chris Jones made the the critical play when he had to uh, uh, rush or hurry up Brock Purdy, which yeah, caused the missed touchdown. That was a crucial play. Um, 
in, in that situation. That was a blown assignment, though. I'm not giving this to Chris Jones on that. That was a blown assignment by the 49ers. Uh, well, he sped up Brock Purdy and he did his job. So that was the point to. of that. That was the point of what happened. If if you want to give say it was a blown assignment on yeah, the Niners, Chris Jones yeah, took advantage of the opportunity and he didn't let the Chiefs down or Chief fans down. So I'm giving that one to Chris Jones because he did what he was supposed to do. Um, you know, and then Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what else can you say? He keeps doing this. He did it last year, he did it this year. Um and and the Chiefs, they they had the Niners right where they wanted them and they ended up winning to get the first back-to-back Super Bowl since the Patriots did it again in 04-05. So I'm going to say the Chiefs Chiefs won this. Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I agree with you guys. I I always prefer to give credit to the team that wins because, look, at at the end of that game, as we go into overtime, both teams, regardless of what happened the first four quarters, both teams had a chance to win the football game. And the Kansas City Mm -hmm. Chiefs, they were the team that got it done. So I I always prefer to give advantage to the winner and and k walk to your point man mahomes he's just special and we'll probably yeah. talk about him more throughout the show but man he is special and and he made plays when plays needed to be made and then also though Britt, i i, I agree like we have to give credit mm-hmm. to that kansas city defense because when the chiefs offense wasn't able to get going early the defense mm-hmm. kept them in the game they hung they hung around long enough until mahomes and the offense could finally you know put some points on the board so and then to also, Britt, the coaching, like you mentioned, like the defensive coaching, the offensive coaching, I thought Reed and Spags both did an outstanding job. So, um, yeah, I mean, got to give credit to the Chiefs. But at the same time, 2K walking, I know like Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, yeah. I know he was taking some heat. But yeah. overall, I thought he called a pretty good game. Like mm-hmm. he, I, so I, I know like people yeah. are saying like, you know, at the end where, they had to call a timeout, and he, he may not have been in the right defense. I thought overall he did a pretty good job with, with that 49 oh, yeah. defense to slow yeah. the Chiefs down. So, um, But, no, Britt, to your, your question, yeah, I definitely think the Chiefs won it. Uh, they, they made the plays when the plays needed to be made. Right. Um, so better performance. Now we're going <clears> to <throat> put the focus on the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense or the Chiefs defense? Um, Jay, I'm going to come to you first. <sighs> that's hard. That that's a hard question because the defense was outstanding. I mean, mm-hmm. they they played they played great, especially in the first half. Um, man, but at the end of the day, I Brett, I think I got to go to the offense. I got to go to Patrick right. Mahomes. I I, I got to <laughs> give it to him in that offense because when their backs were up against the wall, when when push came to shove, when time was running out. Every play that they needed to make, whether it was on fourth down, whether it was, look, we got to score here. And like every play that needed to be made, that offense found a way to get it done. So I'm going to give the slight edge to the offense, but the defense was outstanding as well. K-Walk? I, I, I'm going to give it to the defense. I, I think that that offense um, was in check for the most part of the game. Again, as I mentioned, that 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 muff punt, um, that punt return, uh, put them in a position where you know they could they could win the game uh, or you know score easily for for the for the most part. And I think any offense would have scored in that situation. Again, as I said, stated, 49ers just came off of the defense. Um, but I think that you know the when you look at the fumble. By um uh by by Pacheco right after McCaffrey fumbled and then you look at the interception by um yeah uh by Mahomes as well and then countless three and outs by the uh by the uh the Mahomes by uh, that offense as well 
um, gave so many opportunities to that for that 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 high powered 49ers offense. But that defense just stepped up when it needed to be. I mean, because they were their backs were against the wall countless times. And I'm sitting there to myself, I'm like, listen, if they're going to give us this many opportunities, we're going to have to take advantage of it. Eventually, we're going to take advantage of this. So, um, so with all that being said, they weren't able to do so. And I give credit to the defense because of that, shutting down that high, high pirate offense, you know, for the most part. And, um, you know, the offense just took advantage of you know, situations, you know, when they presented themselves for the most part, but that that's 49er defense had that, had that uh, chiefs offense in check for the most part of the game. Um, You know, my saying is you don't have to be great all the time. You just have to be great when you need to be. And Patrick Holmes was just that he was great when he needed to be, but to answer the question, it's just definitely without question to me, it's that chiefs defense. Yeah. And Britt, before you go, you know what, K walk, I, I, I think you changed my mind. <laughs> I think you're right because <laughs> If that defense hadn't played so well, like you, we could have been looking at like a twenty-one to yeah. three game at halftime. Mm-hmm. And you're right; they, San Fran, had a lot of opportunities early, yeah. and KC just kept pushing them back, pushing them back, not not letting go of the rope. And then even in overtime, to just hold yeah. them to three, a three, and not yeah. give up seven in overtime, yeah. that was big as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know which way to go. That Chiefs defense played amazing yesterday. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm go with what Jay originally said. You know, I do agree with the defense. I'm gonna give credit to the Chiefs offense because Jay, like you said, they had to win the game at the end of it. Yeah. Um, they had to go on that last drive, score that touchdown in overtime, and put that game away. They had to go down and score that field goal on the last drive um, in regulation to push it into overtime. So Patrick Mahomes had to start using his legs um, in, in the in the in the end of regulation, end of overtime to make things happen. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to – and they made the necessary adjustments. So I didn't quite understand why they weren't going to Travis Kelsey, so I kind of understood his frustrations because it was a couple plays where he was running wide open. Um, it was just like Mahomes just wasn't seeing him. He was trying to force it to other receivers, maybe just to get them a little bit more involved. Um, and that was his frustration. I think when he got frustrated – I don't know if it was the tight end or someone caught, had fumbled the ball. Oh, I know. I think it was Pacheco's Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah. Right. It was Pacheco at the time. And he was frustrated. Um, but when I seen that frustration, I said, this is Andy Reid. All that means for Andy Reid because he welcomes his players and allows his players to express themselves emotionally. <laughs> I don't know about the pushing and all that, but he's okay with that. Because to Andy Reid, that means I have to make a necessary adjustment. And that's what they did in the second half on offense to um, do what they need to do to win the game. So I'm gonna get credit to the uh, to the offense, although the Chiefs defense played lights out. All right, guys, let's move on. We're gonna still talk, keep it here with the Chiefs though. Um, the Chiefs are have won three of their last fours, being in the Super Bowl. Um, are the Chiefs officially? I know we discussed this last week or a couple weeks ago about them being a dynasty or could potentially become a dynasty. Are they officially a dynasty right now, or do they need to win one more Super Bowl? Clay Walk, I'm going to come to you first. No, I, I think they're officially a dynasty. I mean, what, three? you said three out of four, is it? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of teams don't even have three um, in, in, yeah. in their existence, um, mm-hmm. for, for sure. We're having been there, a couple of them having been there. So, yeah, to win three out of four, to go to, to, to as many consecutive – uh, AFC championships is that they have gone through, uh, gone to, I think it was six in a row yeah, since uh, Mahomes, since Mahomes has been there. 
Um, yeah, I, I think you have to label them as, as a, a dynasty and to, to, to win in a fashion that they've won, beat my team twice in that fashion, uh, you know, um, a, as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're definitely a dynasty. Anytime you go to not just go, not to win a Super Bowl, but you go to a Super Bowl um, as many times and, and, and as have they have gone in, in consecutive seasons and get to the AFC Championship, being one game away from that as well, that says that speaks volumes uh, for that organization and those, those uh, Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. I'll throw him in the mix as well. So, yeah, without question, they're, they're a dynasty right now, and it's just – Who's the next team? Who's that team that's going to be able to, to knock them off that pedestal, if you will? They're still young. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still young. Andy Reid, we, we keep hearing, you know, rumors and, and you know, rumblings about him possibly retiring. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, you have a chance. So, yeah, definitely. I say all that to say, yeah, they're definitely a dynasty right now. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I think they're a dynasty. Um, gosh. <clears throat> I think as long as Travis Kelsey stays um, as well, um, that that's huge. Can Patty Mahomes and them, them guys beat one without a Travis Kelsey? Um, it seems like every GOAT quarterback has a fantastic tight end. Yeah, uh, Phil, Phil MJ and Pitt right there. <laughs> right. So um, Tom Brady had Gronk and Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. Now Travis Kelsey He's getting older. He's 34, 35 years old. So let's see how many more years he has because a lot of people thought he he fell off. Um, but he showed up during these playoffs for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think they're, they're a dynasty as of right now. Um, and Andy Reid, look, you're going to have my support. My Eagles can't get it done. I, I do hope that he gets even more. So I do hope he can surpass Bill Belichick. It's going to be a hard task to do, but just never know. So, but. <clears throat> But Jay, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. I, there's no question they're a dynasty. I, I think you have to talk about them like in the same breath as as we talked about the Cowboys in the '90s, those great 49ers teams, K. Walk, uh, the Steelers in the '70s. Like they they're in that same boat, in that same yeah. conversation as all those teams. And to your point, K. Walk, like with Mahomes only being 28. They're not done. Like they're they're talking about a three-peat, you know, yeah. like and we really only talk about that in basketball. So I mean, these they're not done. Um, so yeah, they're they're a dynasty, and it's gonna be interesting to see what they can do over the next five years, see if they can win a, a few more. So yeah, not quite not quite. Not quite. I'm guaranteed. I'm guaranteed right here on the show. It's not no three peat, no three peat. No three peat. 49ers will win it next year. I'm guaranteeing on this show. Mark it down. February 13, 2024. 49ers will win the Super Bowl 59. I'm guaranteeing. All right. 30-year anniversary. 30-year anniversary. Time stamp this, y'all. We're going to come back to it. Yeah, you don't want Patrick Mahomes to hear that because every time people doubt him. I don't care. Okay. I'll tell his mama. I'll tell his mama. Every time people doubt Patrick Mahomes, he ends up with Patrick Mahomes. Even when he don't have the best. All right. Even when he doesn't have... Um, well, even you better have a whole it, slew next year because they ain't gonna go away with that nonsense. Go ahead, get it out, Kate. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. I'm gonna just have you host this whole nah, thing. Nah, I'm done. I'm done. I got my rant. I got my rant later. We go. I'll use it then. Go ahead. I'm done. Pretty good. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, even Patrick, even when people doubt Patrick Mahomes, he sometimes wins, somehow wins it, even against when he goes to me. The better all-around teams. He did it the last two years, and I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to doubt him. Do I think he'll win? No, three-peat is hard, but yeah. I'm not going to doubt that 
uh, I'm not going to doubt it though. Um, is Mahomes at Tom Brady's goat level, or does he need to win a few more Super Bowls? You know, Tom Brady got seven, but they both had three prior to the age of thirty. <clears throat> Pac Mahomes has his prior to the age of 28. Jay, what are your thoughts? Look, it, it's hard, Brick, because you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I obviously, the, the greatness of Mahomes is obvious. You can watch this guy play, and you, and you can tell he's special. It's it's funny, because when he did that little golf tur- tournament, like a year, I don't remember, maybe it was in the summer, and I kind of start watching him and just how some of the things he was saying and how he was competing. I was just thinking to myself, like, this guy is a winner. And then mm-hmm. I watched that special quarterback where it followed him and Kirk Cousins and um, Marcus, Marcus Mariota. And when you just see, like, there was just some things about him when you're like, man, this guy is different. He mm-hmm. is an absolute winner. And um, look, I, I'm fine if people still have Brady as their goat. I mean, the accomplishments of Brady having seven, like Mahomes isn't even halfway to where Brady was yet. But I think if you're just saying like talent wise, like Mahomes can do everything that Brady could do plus some. So like, if you're just talking about like maybe who's more talented or if you had to pick one of those guys for one game, which way would you go? I don't know. Like, I don't know that there's even a wrong answer to that question, Mm -hmm. but I'm not ready to make him the goat yet. But I, I do think, you know, he, he's trending in that direction. And I don't think he even needs to win seven to be considered the goat. I think if he stacks a couple more, I think people might be ready to put him, put him at number one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's the goat just yet, but he does have to win a, maybe a couple more. Um, and then he'll be right on that level or maybe even surpass that level. But Mahomes is something special, you know, whether you like him or don't like him, you have to give him that credit. This kid is something special, and he was beyond doubted coming out in the draft, which I didn't even realize. So many people doubted him and thought KC. And first of all, how do you doubt Andy Reid? Andy Reid is one of the best scouts, although he's a coach out there in the league right now. He discovers talent like no other, uh, in my opinion. Um, and he has done it time and time again, and he hit with Mahomes. So, yes. Um, so no, I'm sorry. No, he's not the goat. He's not on Tom Brady's goat level right now. But I agree with you, Jay. He is definitely trending in the right direction. K Walk, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not ready to give him the goat kind. I think uh, the goat title yet, as I mentioned earlier, I think he has to win a couple of more. But he's definitely yeah. on the road to 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 you know he's on pace to win it. I mean, if he continues this pace, I mean, obviously he's going to surpass uh, Tom Brady and become the goat. But I don't think he does it because for simple reason that you know I, as I stated earlier, I'm guaranteeing the Niners winning it, so he, he's not going to win it next year. If I'm, I got to base it off of that. He's not. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to get to seven, four, or five is I say four, I'll say four because a lot of teams, I'm not just talking about my 49 but there are a lot of other teams that are getting better each and every year. So uh, especially in the AFC, we got so many different quarterbacks over there, so many different upcoming teams as well. So um, no, as of right now, he is not the GOAT. Um, by far, he's the best quarterback in the business right now. If you put him at, was he at three? Um, what was Tom Brady at three at the same, they were both at three at the same age, I think they were. Let, let's just see if he can continue doing it. Until he, he sniffs seven, I'm not giving him that gold title because I just think Tom Brady is just that guy. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to head into break. Um, <clears throat> please like, 
subscribe and comment to our YouTube channel at the Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter, aka X or X, aka Twitter at Sideline Speaks, and anywhere you could um, listen <clears> to your podcast. So that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Um, you are watching the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys, before we return back to the NFL and more conversation of what's going on during the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl, I do want to talk about the NBA. Last week, we had the NBA trade deadline. I believe it was February uh, 8th. I'm sorry, it's going to say the 5th, February 8th. Um, and there was a couple interesting trades. The first one being the Philadelphia Sixers traded for Buddy Indiana Pacers, Buddy Yield. I think they gave up three first-round picks uh, for him. I guess just to get your thoughts on that trade, I know Joel Embiid is out right now. I don't know if you guys were able to catch any of the last two Sixers games. Um, but just to get your thoughts on the trade, do you think it can help because they are having a big health issue or it doesn't really matter? Jam, I'll come to you first. I think it helps, Britt, but I, I really think you'll only see the impact of it if Embiid is healthy and on the floor, mm -hmm. right? Because Buddy Hill, he's a knockdown three-point shooter. He, he can absolutely shoot the basketball. But I think having Embiid on the floor, obviously, he's going to, for spacing and things like that, will get him a lot more clean looks. I think if Embiid is out, you know, I don't know the impact that, mm -hmm. that Heald is going to have, but I think if Embiid can get healthy and they get their full team out there, having somebody that can just shoot three balls, I mean, that's always a, a plus. So I think it's a good trade. Did you say three first-round picks? I don't no, know. Three, that I, three second round. Oh, three second round. Okay, okay. I was about to say, whoa. What is you? say, whoa. Like they, they were reaching a little bit there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, three seconds, I, that, that sounds okay. But, no, nah, Britt, I think he could help. But for this team to do anything, Embiid's going to have to be healthy or it's not even going to matter. Uh, well, K-Walk, you know what? You go first. You uh, yeah, I mean, what was the, the question was – I'm Just sorry, your thoughts the on the the, the oh, Sixers oh, oh, for Buddy Hield. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you had a particular question. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> I didn't miss it. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a good move there. Um, you know they what they won two, three in a row now. Uh, I mean the Sixers. So I think they 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 were without Tobias Harris in one of those two games, the last uh, mm -hmm. one of the two games. Um, and I thought that he needed to step up, especially with him be going down and, and some other guys going down. Even though Buddy Hill um, is a, a, a great acquisition, I mean, anytime that you get that guy, you you know you're going to get a quality um, score, three guy, a three, right. a three D guy, if you will. So yeah, a great compliment there to to uh, Tyrese Maxey and those guys. But um, yeah, I just think if they can stay healthy and they can, I'm not sure when Embiid's supposed to get back. 
and, and a couple of other those guys that are on the bench right now when they're expected to get back. But if once they all get together, and it depends on how soon they can build that camaraderie, that chemistry, if you will, mm-hmm. um, if they can do that. I mean, that's a scary team on, on, on paper. It, it really is. Um, so hopefully, again, we don't know when NB is due back. I, I, I heard so many different reports that he's out for the season. He's, um, you know, he may be out, you know, until the, until the postseason. I, I don't know what the number you're, you're, you're more dialed in there mm-hmm. than, than, than I am, Britt. But um, you got the local, you got the local stuff for, you know, on your side. I just got the national stuff. So they're not going to dial in it too. <laughs> it's too much of detail, but um, yeah, I think it's a, a great pickup. And then not only that, I believe, uh, I believe Kyle Lowry is signing a yeah, signing it's oh one year two point eight million. I was hoping with some we could get him back because that's a great leader there. Championship experience, you know, he was you know with um you know with Toronto there with uh, mm-hmm. uh with with the Heat last year even though they didn't they didn't win it he was you know he helped get them there. So that's a great pickup, a sneaky good pickup there as well. So the team is doing you know outstanding things. I mean, really sneaky good things. No big real big names. But names that will, will will quality names that will get it done and and help this team you know possibly make again if everyone could come back healthy and in the right time can make a deep run in the East for sure so great great just great overall uh, trades and pickups as well for that Sixers organization. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at the situation. Uh, I was happy because be exactly <laughs> right. Um, that's exactly to me what we needed, and believe it or not, it has helped uh, a lot lately with Embiid being out. You know, they won their last two games with. Cameron Payne and Buddy Hill, who would have thought? Um, yeah. And, you know, we're missing so many players, not just Joe B. We're missing the Anthony Melton. We're missing Nick Platoon. We're missing the yeah. last game, Tobias Harris. We're missing this guy and that guy. I can name probably about five more players. So we are literally, you know, playing our two-way guy, two-way contract guys. You know, those guys don't really play, you know, and we won the last two games. So yeah. that's – and that's because of the impact of Buddy Yield has had at that three-point line, but he does a lot more than just shoot the three. You know, yeah. he's not on your team. You don't really pay so much attention to him. Um, I've seen him do step backs and drive to the rim, and he's been stepping up defensively, which I didn't know he could play any defense. Not many players in this league could play any defense. But I do agree right. say I think the true impact will be when Joel Embiid comes back. Um, I think that team can <clears throat> potentially be a contender. Now, do you have enough to beat Boston or the Bucks? I don't know yet. I'm not sure. We'll have to see that when that when that time comes. The to Bucks, it. yeah. Boston, I don't know. But um I will say first, let's just let them try to focus on getting Joel and Bead healthy and yeah, then see sure. where we go from there. Now the report says he'll be reevaluated after four weeks. So that's another what probably two and a half weeks or so. Um, and then maybe you need another two weeks or so just to try to get him back in shape and ramp him back mm-hmm. up if he can come back during that time. So yeah, depends on how he heals. Unfortunately, <clears throat> as talented as this big man is, he is injury prone, and we know what happens with big men and injuries. But overall, yes, I think the trade was a good trade for the Sixers. And at this particular moment, that was really the <clears throat> only trade they could really make um, until the offseason. The next trade I want to get to, the Knicks trade – for Bojan Bondanovic, uh, Detroit Pistons. With Detroit Pistons, I think they gave up um, uh, Grimes, a couple other players, and maybe a pick or two. What are your thoughts on the Knicks trading for Pistons Bojan Bogdanovic? Ooh, the fact that I can even say yeah. that. Names are amazing. 
But K Walk, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, I, when I first heard the trade, I, I thought it was like, oh wow, these Knicks are serious. They actually look like they know what they're doing. Finally, yeah. they 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 they're bringing these guys in and sneaky good guys. Um, you know now now they have to build the chemistry. That, you know, as I talk with you know about the Sixers, and that's with any team, not just the Sixers and the Knicks, mm -hmm. but any team, you got to build that chemistry as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, I know they lost Julius Randle. With that shoulder injury, let's see how much would that help them or hurt them. They've lost three in a row, though. I know there was a controversial, uh, you know, foul call on Jalen Brunson the other day or the night. So, but nonetheless, they lost three in the row. So, anytime you bring guys in like this, big, big name guys, mm -hmm. I don't want to say big name guys, but quality guys, um, and you want to you build on the momentum that you had going on in the season, mm -hmm. you want to you want it to immediately, you know click but you know it you know chances are it's not going to but at least you want to at least grab one of those games if not two two of those games just to say okay we're going to tread water until we start to, to the to the camaraderie comes together right. um but i think they'll be all right it's, it's, it's three losses uh in a row uh, i don't think it's something you push the panic button on just yet with uh Thibodeau and those guys but i love the pick and i don't love it i don't love anything about the Knicks. excuse me let me rephrase it i like the pick i mean right. the pickups that they made the trades that they made i think is really good and then you know raise my eyebrows a little bit because usually the knicks but I, I i still think the knicks will nick in my opinion i, I still think <laughs> they will also mess this thing up because that's what just that's just what they do man right. um but um yeah i, I like it all, all, all around uh uh, for sure yeah i like it too i like the direction that the knicks are going in um they're young they play very well together jalen brunson my goodness um when no one said he they think he could be that number one he's showing he's a number one star yeah. on the team um because my question is where would they be without him not yeah. where would not where would he be without them but where would they be without <laughs> him um I like that Bojan Bardanovich, you know, he helps to spread the floor even more, make things a little tougher. He opens it up more for Jalen Brunson. So if he's scoring 40 with a guy like Bojan, Bar Bojan Bardanovich, my goodness, tongue twister, <laughs> um, <laughs> that could in potentially increase that scoring average for Jalen Brunson. It just makes things a little bit easier. You know, if he's driving down the range, uh, teams are collapsing, just dish it out to the three-point line and you have a certified shooter out there. So I think it's a big pickup. But yes, K Walk, Julius Randle is out, and so is OG and Anobly. So oh, that's yeah, probably yeah. why yeah. they lost that three straight games. Those are two yeah. huge losses. So Jalen is trying to do this on his own, but they'll be back soon. But Jay, your thoughts on the trade? No, I agree. K Walk K Walk wouldn't say he loved it. I I'll say I love it. I thought it was a great pickup. I thought they won the trade deadline. Because yeah. he's he's like a high impact but low maintenance mm -hmm. guy. Like you don't have to worry about him fitting in, creating any drama. Like, you know, he's just gonna come out, he's gonna play really good basketball for you, and he's gonna do it under the radar. So I, I think it was an excellent pickup. Again, I don't think it puts the Knicks over the top in the East or anything right. like that, but it, it makes them a better basketball team. Yeah. And that's that's really all you can hope for at the trade deadline. So I think they did everything they could do. And then we'll see in the playoffs if they're able to make a run for it or not. Yeah, they still may not be done. There's a couple of players in the buyout market they could be looking at as well. Maybe a couple bigs, um, <clears throat> maybe some more shooting. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Now, there are two teams um, that didn't really make any <clears throat> trades, at least not at the end of the trade deadline. We know 
the Heat did pick up Terry Rozier. I'm so happy he's okay. He had like a major, almost had a major situation. Um, I think it was yesterday or a couple of days ago. So I'm happy okay. he's okay there. I know Jimmy Butler is out for personal reasons. Um, we praying for you, Jimmy. I know you lost someone in your family. Yeah. Um, so keep him in prayers, guys. Um, but should they have made? We're gonna focus on the Heat first, then we'll go to the Lakers. Should the Heat have made? At least one more trade at the deadline to to really help them contend a little bit more. K Walk, your thoughts. This is your team. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I said it before, Britta, you had brought it up, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Like, mm-hmm. you know, should they make should other teams make uh you know a, a trade or who should make trades? And I said that they, you know, even though they brought in Terry Rogier. I thought they should uh, pull the trigger on on getting a big guy in there, another big guy in there, someone who can possibly. I know there was, I don't know who was on the market. I didn't have a guy or, or guys um, in mind, but someone that um, would allow Bam to play his natural position, which right. is that four. Um, so that I brought that up. So yeah, definitely, I I, I thought they was going to do that. Um, they stood idle. Um, you know, Patrick, I mean, uh, Patrick, oh my God, Pat Riley, Patrick Riley. Um, you know, he, he stood, uh, you know, he stood idle and I guess he liked what he, what he saw on paper. Maybe some guys were coming back, you know, you got the young rookie, you know, uh, Jaime Hasquez Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Nicola as well. Um, and you got some guys that, that come off the bench. So maybe he just thought they just needed one more score. Um, and Terry Rozier, even though they, he, he came in there, he was in a scoring slump or shooting slump. Mm-hmm. He was just about to get out of that and that. That 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 fluke injury there, man, it looked a lot worse than it actually uh, than it actually turned out to be. Like you mentioned, you kind of alluded to there, uh, Britt. So you know he's still uh, he's going to be re- re- be reevaluated, and right now he's listed as week to week. Which, if you looked at it, if you saw what happened, you thought that was just a season uh, for sure. And then Josh Richardson goes down with the dislocated shoulder; he's going to be out for it. You know, a significant amount of time, and then of course you mentioned uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, with the family, uh, with the family situation, death in the family there, and to, uh, to echo what you said, you know, just thoughts and prayers to that guy. But you know, these guys are, you know, step these guys got to step up now. The Tyler Heroes, the Bams, um, right. you know, the Jaime Hasquez is, uh, you know, a, as well. Even though he's a rookie, um, you gotta you gotta just tread water, if you will. I think right now they're in eighth place playing game so if they can just keep their head above water until these guys get back you know maybe you know maybe they can catch lightning in the bottle again and going a streak like they did last last season i don't see it but I, again mm-hmm. i didn't see it last season either so right. um but you know anything is possible and in my opinion but yeah i thought they should have to answer the question i know that was a long-winded answer but to answer the question I, i'm surprised that they did not bring another guy in make another trade jay your thoughts? Yeah, look, Britt, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't watched a, a Miami Heat game from start to finish You're not <laughs> all year. So <laughs> if K-Walk says it, I'll co-sign it because I know he, <laughs> he knows way better than me. I, I thought the Rozier pickup was good. But look, like K-Walk said, they're eighth in the East right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if mm-hmm. you're saying, look, I want to make a run at this thing, you would think they would yeah. have done something to try to get themselves in it. But the, the, the truth of the matter is I'm looking at the standings now. They're only a handful full of games away from you know maybe being in fifth so you know if they can go on a little run win some games get themselves in a better position so you don't have to play boston in the first round you never know so but yeah but i thought they should have did something i don't know what that something is but they should have did something yeah right exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I agree with you guys i think they should have did something um i like terry rosier i just don't know how consistent he's going to be with you guys um when he's on whoo that kid can play, 
But yeah. there's times where he just falls off and he could be a little frustrating where he's only giving you max 10 points. So at times he can be a little frustrating at times. But again, when he's on, you're like, yes, keep this going. Keep this going mm-hmm. type of thing. Right. And I do think when he is playing how he should or he's capable of playing, I do think he he would play well with a Jimmy Butler when he comes yeah. back. He will. I should say um, it's compatible. Nah, that sounds like they dating, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got, we got, we got you. <laughs> you got what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we got um, you. <laughs> uh, he's going to do well with a a a bam and so forth. Yeah. You know, I think you know the guys like Duncan Robinson and and although Tyler Heroes is his own type of player, but they will feed off well from Terry Rozier because Terry Rozier, I'm assuming, is the point guard. That's what I'm assuming. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay. Um, I do still wish you guys would have went out and got maybe one or maybe two more players. But again, there's always the buyout market. So I think yeah. that's where you can find your big. I don't think Pat Riley is in a position to move Bam um, to his natural position based yeah. off what you see on Definitely the buyout not. market. Right. Yeah. So I think it's going to kind of stand, stay the same from that standpoint. But I think in the offseason, that's where they're going to make their big moves or at least try to make their big moves. Um, there's a couple guys that's free agent that are free agents that I think could fit well for the Knicks as well. But let's yeah, Brent, and you know, just to piggyback a little bit, you made a great point there with Terry Rozier and playing well with, with Jimmy <laughs> Butler. I, I see a lot of times he's a little hesitant because he's a new guy, you know, right. you know, the, the new kid in the class, if you will, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's trying to, I think he's trying to understand these guys' tendencies and where they like the ball at, you know, in certain situations. So right. he's doing an excellent job of distributing the ball, rebounding mm-hmm. as well. Got to work on his defense. He, we knew he coming in, he wasn't a defensive guy, but you know, he's got to play defense. And which he's getting a lot better there, but I think you know the more he plays with these guys, I think you're going to see a, a lot better uh, ball movement and um, and a lot more scoring from him because he'll pick his spots and 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 in the right time for sure. But great point there, Brent. Absolutely, and I'm not sure is Terry Rozier's natural position is he a one or is is he a two? I think for I thought he was a one. Yeah, I, I thought he was a two as well. But looking right. at when they when they announced the trade, I immediately go to you know the his rat sheet, if you will, <laughs> his resume, and he's a one. Right. Yeah, he's a one. That's why they brought him in there and traded uh, Kyle Lowry. So okay, because I'm like because Tyler Hero is your two, right? Yeah, Tyler Hero is um, a two, but they wanted him to be the one coming in. But mm-hmm. then when they brought Rozier in, and obviously they, they moved to they, uh, right. uh, Hero to two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, guys, let's switch gears. Let's talk hey, about Brent, the Brent, real quick. I, I, I don't want to get us off topic, but we like to acknowledge our commenters all the time. And, and we I missed one from, from DMJ Brooks early in the show. She, she said, you're right, Brittany. K-Walk, just eat it. So I wanted to, to make sure we got that one, got that one up before we change topics. I ate that, Mom. I did eat it, Mom. I know that's your mother. Mom, so we, all, we all know. Yeah, I'm yeah. like... You could go at me. Don't you go at my mother now. <laughs> oh, I didn't know mom was involved in that. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom. You come at me. He did a battle sometimes. Sometimes sometimes innocent bystanders get hit. So I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, for those who are tuning in, that was about the me going at Devo and K-Walk got mad at me because I went at Devo because Devo <laughs> went at my Eagles after we lost last year. So I said, you you got to eat it just like I had to eat it last year. So, uh, <laughs> so that's where that came from. But I appreciate you, Mama, for always having Love my back. Yeah, yes. I appreciate um, it. But no, let's uh, let's talk about the Lakers now. They didn't make any trades whatsoever. Should they have made a trade? Jay, your thoughts real quick. 
Yeah, I mean, if they want to win, they should have did something because they're, they're, they're not good enough. They're not good enough. I don't know if they're just throwing in the towel on this thing saying, hey, we're just going to go with what we got. But they have not looked good lately. And honestly, like, there's really no excuse. I mean, they got AD. They got LeBron. They have a decent roster. Like, I don't think they can make the excuses for LeBron like they have sometime in the past. Like, oh, he's dragging these guys, you know. He's got a good roster, but they're just not playing well. I probably would have tried to do something, Britt, just because you don't don't know how many good years LeBron has left. So I would have liked to see him do something, but maybe, maybe they know something. I don't know. I don't know. I think they need more scoring. Um, they have no scoring. And probably defense on that guard position. D'Angelo Russell does, doesn't play any defense whatsoever. Um, and he's one of the most inconsistent guys. I remember when he first came out, you know, the hype was high. And he just didn't live up to the hype at all. In my opinion, he just hasn't lived up to the hype whatsoever. Um, so I think that's kind of a, I don't want to call him a blemish, but it's kind of a blemish <laughs> on a roster there. LeBron, Jay, like he's getting old, like he's getting up there in age, so he can't do what he used to do. He tries to do it, and he tries pretty darn well, if you ask me, in my opinion. Um, But he's still aging, and he needs the help. And AD, once again, he is very inconsistent. He has all the talent in the world. You know, there's games where he'll score 40, and then there's games where he just doesn't show up. So I think just the chemistry right now is just not there. Who knows what will happen? They kind of shocked a lot of people last year in the playoffs to get as far as they did. It's just unfortunate they came against a tough team in the Nuggets at the time. Um, But I also think they should have made a move. They needed to make a move. K-Walk, your thoughts on the Lakers? Yeah, I think this new nickname, his name is E. Angelo Russell. There's no D there, man. So I went out whatsoever. So, uh, but um, yeah, I don't know what they would have, what could they have traded? What did they, what do they have to trade other than LeBron and, and AD that someone really wants um, that's going to make that team, you know, uh, you know, a possible contender or make some noise in, in the West? I just don't mm-hmm. see it. I mean, after, yeah. after LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, Reeves, I go like, who do you really yeah. have to, to give up? What type of commodity do you, do you, do you have there? I don't know about draft picks. I don't know where they're at. And, you know, the, in the, and the, and the, and as far as draft commodity goes. So I don't think they had anything to give up to, to, to be honest with you, unless they were just going to break this thing up and that's not what they wanted to do. And I just did go back to what Jay sta- uh, stated is that, you know, let's just ride this thing out and see, you know, right. see how far we can get with this team. Because again, you know, I'm sounding redundant, but they just don't have, Anything they didn't have anything to give up. They really did. Yeah, so it's, it's gonna be interesting. Um, this this year to me is absolutely gonna be interesting with all the different moves or yes. lack of moves yeah. um that occurred. Um, and I just kind of feel like there are a lot of teams that are rising fast. So yep. you may see a surprising championship. Yeah, it doesn't year. feel like there's like a clear favorite, you know, no, like no. every everybody that's pretty good has a shot. So it's going to be fun for sure. Right. And that's what we all wanted. That's exactly what we wanted. Um, guys, I know we have a few minutes. I wanted to try to get into the Cowboys. I don't know if I have time here. Uh, it's a little tight. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Brent, because I, I only got a couple topics. So so do your thing. Right. Do your thing. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to get in the Cowboys. You know, they just lost Dan Quinn as D- as DC. I do want to know your impact of this, but it was just announced. I think they announced it today or yesterday that they hired Mike Zimmer. Zimmer, I said it right. Mike Zimmer as their new defensive coordinator. So I'm going to ask you 
two questions, a two-part question. The impact of losing Dan Quinn, and do you think Mike Zimmer will get the job done? Uh, K Walk, I'm gonna come to you first. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a kind of a wash, to be honest with you, with the, mm-hmm. as far as from the defensive standpoint. I, I think Dan Quinn and Mike Zimmer are kind of the same. I think Dan Quinn is a little bit more innovative, if you will, a little bit more mm-hmm. aggressive. But Mike Zimmer preaches team uh, defense. He did, you know, he mm-hmm. did a great job of that with, with Minnesota, I think it was. Um, so I, I like it. Um, uh, I, I don't think they're going to miss. I don't think they're going to miss Dan Quinn that that much, to be honest with you. I think Mike Zimmer comes in, fills in. These guys will will pick up his defense fairly well, and I just want to see mm-hmm. what he does with Micah Parsons. Will he put Micah Parsons in the one one position? Will he move them all around like Dan Quinn? That's the only difference I think is going to be. Is I think that Mike Zimmer is probably going to uh, give uh, Micah Parsons a um, a title if you will, instead of a, right. a hero guy, you know, like, you know, Jay used to play at uh, Penn State, you know, a guy that just roams all around and he's just, you know, it was just a hybrid type of player. I want to see right. what he does with that. But overall, I just think they're, they're one and the same to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with it in my personal opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to answer this question because I think you guys have a lot more knowledge in the Mike Zimmer than I do. I just know him from the years of being in Washington for a very long time. Um, but Jay, you know, you were the, you played DB, in your college days or during your football career, so you're familiar with defense. What are your thoughts on this? And you, the Cowboys fan, I think. Yeah, um, look, Britt, I was <laughs> never, I was never really a big Dan Quinn fan. I, mm-hmm. I, I really was like, there are times that I just feel like man, he sits in cover three too much and lets people pick him apart. So I was, I'm not a big Dan Quinn fan. I think he's a good defensive coach. Don't get me wrong, but like his style of defense just isn't necessarily the style of defense that I would like to play right so Mm -hmm. i i think mike zimmer is a very good football coach i think he's going to bring fundamentals to the cowboys which i think they Mm -hmm. need he's going to bring discipline discipline to the cowboys which they absolutely need so i don't think there's really going to be a big drop off there Mm -hmm. to k walk's point though i do think it'll be interesting to see what he can do with micah parsons like will he have the flexibility in his system to let micah play defensive end sometimes to let him play Mike linebacker sometimes mm-hmm. to let him come off the edge. Like you've got to do that with Parsons because he's a special player. For me, it's a little bit of an upgrade because I, I think right. Zimmer <laughs> might take care of some of the lack of discipline stuff that has mm-hmm. shown up with the Cowboys year in and year out. So for me, it's a small upgrade. Oh, gosh, I was really hoping you wouldn't say that. Uh, I was I was hoping. Look, we came together just for this little Super Bowl. At the end of the day, it's still the Cowboys. I can't stand them. <laughs> the worst team in my mind in the entire NFL it will always oh, be that way. Speaking of that, Jay, I just realized something. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Yes. K-Rose a diehard Niners fan. Yes. And we have something in common. We got our teams behind us. I uh-huh. have not seen you wear a Cowboys jersey, hat, picture behind you, nothing. So are you repping the Cowboys once again this coming season? I'm not. I, I'll say this, Britt. I'm not diehard for sure. Um, but I don't know, Britt. I, I think I think we got to <laughs> wait till July for me or August for me to, to, make, to make an announcement. I'm really not sure where, where I'm going to go yet, Britt. Um, I, I like the Cowboys. I, I think they have potential. 
but I, I couldn't sit here today and tell you that I'm, I'm rocking with the Cowboys next season. It's too early, Britt. Well, Jay, I'm going to tell you something. As long as they have Dak Prescott, I don't know about that potential. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that. I hey, don't Britt. know about that potential, yes. Hey, Britt, and up until a couple of seasons ago, a couple of years ago, uh, Jay yeah. finally you know, said that he was a, he's a fan of a particular <laughs> team. And I've known Jay for over 30 years, and I've never knew him to claim a team. Yeah. First team he claimed was – was the Eagles? I know back <laughs> in the day when his when his brother played for Washington. Obviously, yeah. he was a he was a yeah he was a, at the time the Redskins fan. But he claimed the uh, the Eagles and he changed it and went. And hey, at least he's consistent <laughs> yeah. as far as uh, staying in the division. For two years, right? Yeah, he stayed in the division. So Washington, Philly, and you but know, Willie it is why he he made that switch. Maybe you should do that again because when you did that, we went to the Super Bowl. So do that again for That's us. True. That's true. I, I gave y'all some good luck. <laughs> right. Do that again for us. Um, yeah, and, and I, it might be you, Jay. You did try to jump on board with I, us. I thought of I know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I do have another question pertaining to Dan Quinn. Uh, will he be able to turn things around in Washington? He was hired as their head coach, um, to my surprise, uh, to be honest with you. I guess, K. Walk, I'm coming to you first because you giggle. So I think that tells us a lot. <laughs> um, can I, I don't know if I can say that. Heck no. <laughs> you can say Heck it. No. <laughs> Heck no, man. I no, no, absolutely not, man. Um, that team, that organization, I know they're under new manager, I mean uh new ownership there, mm -hmm. but bringing Dan Quinn as your as you know, your first head coach, as you know, under the new um, ownership, I don't think that's the way to go. Um, I think we saw exactly what he's about when he was with um, Atlanta, even though I know he got that team to the Super Bowl. We're not talking about that same same type of uh, team here. Um, and I think he's just up in the age and I think he has to get it done immediately. I don't think there's any time, you know, you're not giving this guy a six year deal by any stretch of the imagination. And who did he bring in? Uh, Clingsbury? Is that his? Uh, Offensive yeah. coordinator, yeah, yeah, and who's their quarterback? It could be Sam Howe. We just don't know. So I mean, they're possibly they'll go, you know, try to get Caleb Williams something in the draft, draft. you know, yeah. you know mm -hmm. some, you know, something of that nature. Unless they could turn around, you know, in the next two years, which I don't see it happening. I, no, I don't. I don't think he's going to get it done. I just think there's just too many unknowns and with that organization uh, for sure. Not saying he can't do it. I'm saying he he won't do it. <clears throat> yeah, uh, K. Rock. I think I agree with you. Um, I'm kind of happy as an Eagles fan. That's who they hired. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe they will wait a little bit longer. Maybe Spags would have been available. I'm not saying he would have been a great head coach. I'm not sure, but he's a pretty darn good defensive coordinator. He at mm -hmm. least got that defense turned around real fast. I think he's a better defensive-minded coach than the Dan Quinn is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but kudos to Dan Quinn. I guess you could say. Um, yeah. He, this is his second opportunity. I think it's his second opportunity second, yeah. to, to be a head coach. Um, so hopefully this will be – if he's able to turn that organization around, it will be fantastic for him. He does have some good young pieces on the offensive side of that ball. Um, he has Scary Terry st still over there. Um, he has – Robinson. Robinson, the young – Robinson. Back um, they have another young uh, uh, receiver, I believe, that's over there as well. But they have a lot of work to do. Um yeah, they have a whole lot of work to do defensively. The fact that you trade, I think they traded uh, Montez, Montez Sweat, right? I think Sweat, yeah, and Chase Young, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think they traded him a little too soon because Dan yeah. would have liked to kept him yeah, sure. to start off. Um, and see how the young corner and Emmanuel Forbes does over there with the Dan Quinn. Maybe he helps him out a little mm -hmm. bit. But I think that's going to take some time. 
in my opinion. And I mean, let's be real. As an Eagles fan, I hope it never gets turned around over in Washington. <laughs> but kudos to Dan Quinn for getting hired. I do think there were better options, though. Jay, what's your thoughts? Yeah, he's he's not the guy I, I would have went to. I mean, if you're looking for somebody maybe to just stabilize your organization, okay. But if you're, if you're looking for the guy that's going to take you to the next level – for me, it wouldn't have been the higher. Like, I think there's just too many good, young, offensive minds in the NFL right now. I probably would have took my shot at one of those guys. Um, look, Quinn will be okay. I mean, I, I don't think he'll be a disaster, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to really do anything great in Washington to make people say, wow, but he might be able to hold it together for a couple of years. I hope not. Um, <laughs> I hope that team falls apart like that stadium. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's uh, right. That's right. Um, uh, and last question, guys, before we head into break and Jay takes over, we got to talk about it. I always said, told you guys, you know, it's it's not real. It's it's fictional, guys. But this guy has been my husband since I was about two years old. And I'm talking <laughs> about Usher and that had time performance. <laughs> I want to know what your thoughts are. Yes. He just got married. I say he cheated on me, and I didn't appreciate that, although I'm just playing, guys. Um, but congratulations to him. You what eat was that, your, huh? I did you have to eat that. I, 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 I got to take that one. That, that, that one my, my cousin reached out to me and said, he just got married. Did you know? I said, he cheated on me. Man. No, I'm just looked like he was cheating on his wife, too, the way he hugged Alicia Keys. Oh, okay. <laughs> I for the beach hey, that, was, that was a little too much. It's entertainment. Um, uh, but what, what are your thoughts on the Usher halftime performance? How did you feel about it? Jay, I'm going to come to you first because uh, me and K-Walk, we're, we're, we're fans of usher yeah uh but jay what do you thought yeah and we told i told y'all before i'm not a huge usher fan mm-hmm. but i did look at like over his song and I, I found about five songs from usher that i really like wow. <laughs> so, yeah, i found five k walked and i was like yeah i i rock with these five but i will say this as somebody that's not a big fan of usher i thought the halftime show was excellent it was it was mm-hmm. great entertainment mm-hmm. i love the people that he brought out not sure what jermaine dupree was wearing but i, I will let that go um, but no, I, I thought it was really really good brent i mean great performance mm-hmm. entertaining hit hit all the good songs some dancing some skating i mean he did everything you could possibly do so for me a plus for performance for somebody that's not you know one of my all-time favorites or anything <laughs> like that but i thought he was really good yeah, I thought he was good as well. And I I did I, I was curious about JD as well. He looked like a Man. black Oompa Loompa. I didn't know yeah. what the heck he had on. I don't know what that was. But no, and I could tell, um, you know how most performers they go out, they have a couple songs that they want to sing, um, and they sing those songs, but he was trying to get as much as he could yeah. Yeah, in a little yeah. bit of time. Um, he was trying to get out his entire catalog, but regardless, I thought he performed very well. Would I say it's one of the greats of all time or it's the greatest of all time? Like a lot of people are saying, I'm like, I think that's more of a generational thing because in my mind, you can't top Michael. You know, if you can stand on stage for about half the time you're supposed to perform and people are just going nuts out of their mind and men are passing out, you cannot beat that type of performance whatsoever. Um, But I got to give credit to Alicia Keys and her. Now, there were people saying she wasn't playing live. I'm going to say she was playing live. I don't know. I don't care. 
she killed it. She yeah, she's, killed she's it. fantastic. Yeah, she's very talented and she really can play a bunch of di different instruments. Um, but yes, I absolutely enjoyed that performance. And I gotta give credit to Will I am. I haven't seen him in forever. Uh, but K Walk, your thoughts on Lil John was good oh, too. Like I thought Lil John, yeah, like he he was he was good too. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. K Walk, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put it as the uh, the greatest of all time, but it was up there. It, it's up mm -hmm. there. It had me going. I was first. I was a little like, all right, let's get this going. I'm waiting for something to happen. Then when Alicia Keys came into, that's when it really took off for me. The uh, yeah. the performance, and then um, you know, and I was a little, I was cringing a little bit when he was all on her. I was like, oh, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> on the stage like that streaker, <laughs> like that streaker. But, um, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was excellent. I thought you know. Like you mentioned, Brady got um you know you know all of his well, most of his songs, some of his big mm -hmm. hits in there in a small in that small period of time. I did an excellent job when he got on those skates, man. I was like, oh man, he uh, is he sure he wants to do this? Is he sure he wants to do this? But he he did his thing, man. He did yeah. his thing. That's what they do, you know, in the ATL. They're, it's about skating down there. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan, man. I'm a big fan of the performance. I, I don't know if it's the greatest of all time. I'm a huge mm -hmm. fan. He got me through my my um, my therapy, if you will, after losing uh, losing the game on Sunday night. Like I stated, I, I I listened to his new album, Coming Home, that got me through uh, 49ers losing. Um, so yeah, it just I, I thought it was one of the best performances out there. Definitely top top two or three for sure. Not the yeah. best, not the best though. He he, and it's funny because he fell with the skates. Nobody, but like, yeah. he was smooth. I did see that. Yeah. He was yeah. so smooth about smooth it. I was like, it. that's that's Usher for you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it don't matter. That's Usher for mm -hmm. you. But we got a shout out, Princess guys. Princess responded. She said, <laughs> "Usher, I love the halftime show." Yeah, yeah. I what was the, the music or him taking his shirt off? Princess, make sure you answer that not around Rev. Let's let's see how it <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm probably, just kidding. She probably did. But, but I'll answer it. I loved it all. <laughs> I loved it all. So I answered for us, Princess. I loved it all. Um <laughs> But all right, guys, we're going to head to break now. When we come back, Jay will take over to have more fun, of course, and to talk more sports. Again, if you guys have a question, want to make a comment, we will do our best to get to it, to answer it or acknowledge your comment live right now on the show. And also, for those who are watching us, please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel mm -hmm. at The Sideline Speaks. And again, hit me up in my DMs if you want to come on the show and debate us or talk sports with us. We are now welcoming and opening our show live up to different fans um, who just want to talk sports and enjoy and have fun with us. But you guys are watching. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear the throat. <clears> throat. <laughs> there we go. But you guys are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, 
Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys. Let's let's go back a little bit more Super Bowl talk here. Um, because K Walk, a lot of people made a big deal about Shanahan's overtime decision to take the ball first. Uh, people were saying with the new overtime rule, it's better to play defense first so you at least know what you have to do. Um, when when he first did it. I, I was saying to myself, man, I, I think I may have wanted to play defense first. But then when I heard his explanation, I was like, okay, like I, I don't necessarily think it was a crazy decision to take the ball first. But what were your thoughts on that? And do you think Shanahan made a mistake by taking the ball first? Uh, to answer the first question, Jay, I, you know, I, I um, initially live, I said, why is he not taking the ball? You know, it's just it's like, um, you know, college football, you know, college football overtime, that is yep. where you, you know, you always want to go on defense first because that way it gives you an idea of what you needed to do on offense, whether you needed yep. a field goal or, or you know, a touchdown would win it. Um, so, yeah, I was a little skeptical uh, about that. But then hearing there was so many different rumblings as far as he didn't know the rules. But, you know, we we knew he knew the rules because they, they talked about it. But um Tony Romo, before we get to Kyle Shanahan, Tony Romo made a great point, though, um, when I was questioning the, the, uh, the call is he said, you know, because he said, um, I would have went on defense. I would have went on defense first. But the um, the defense just had came off the field um, in that overtime, you know, when they, they, they were tired. So Tony Romo felt as though that Kyle Shanahan was giving them, you know, giving them the, uh, you know, some some extra rest, uh, if you will. But um, after that, I'm thinking like, you know, OK, that's that's a good logic. But still, I would have went on defense first. But hearing his explanation. Yeah. You you know, you never go against Kyle Shanahan's thinking because I think, you know, he's one of the greatest, greatest minds, uh, you know, football minds in the, in the game right now, you know, up there with Andy Reid, of course. So hearing his logic there um, and based on the way that the game was going. I understand that, you know, you want to get the ball third there and have the opportunity to win the game at the end. So, um, yeah, I, I liked it. It's hindsight again, live. I was questioning it, yeah. but hearing after the fact, even though it, it didn't, you know, it, it you know, they didn't execute exactly what they wanted to do. Um, I liked it though. I liked the thought process going into it now that I know what he was thinking uh, for sure. Yeah. Britt, what'd you think? Was that a mistake? <clears throat> I don't know. I just think people are making a much bigger deal than what it really is, in my opinion, because think about it. If they would have went and scored a touchdown and then Casey uh, uh, wasn't able to score that touchdown, it would be a whole nother conversation. Yeah. You know, they would say how brilliant it was for him to take the ball. And, you know, his offense was the Kansas City defense was tired. His offense was playing so well and they did what they needed to do. I just think it's because they lost is such a big deal. I don't think that was the the biggest decision um, or the, the major factor and the reason why they lost was because he decided to take the, the ball first versus second. I think there were other mistakes over the course of the game, other missed opportunities over the course of the game is the reason why the 49ers lost. Not because Kyle Shanahan said, hey, let's take the ball first. Let's give the defense um, some rest or whatnot, or because he didn't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't agree with that statement because I just feel like either which way he was going to get criticized for it regardless. So I don't think it matters because you scored a touchdown. Now you're putting more pressure on the Chiefs. 
Um, and if you don't score this touchdown, then your defense got to go out there and do what they need to do. So I don't think it was that big of a deal. I don't think it was a mistake. It's just that's just the way the game just went, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I you're right. I don't think it, there's really a right or wrong answer because because teams have their reasons for, for what they want to do. And Shanahan mm-hmm. said, look, we talked about it before, and this was kind of where we landed. Andy Reid said, look, we talked about it, and we definitely would want to play defense first. So two great coaches with a different philosophy on how to handle the overtime. The only thing I will say, though, is like sometimes I think you might have to change your thought process depending right. on who your opponent is. And I think the point, K-Walk, you made about – defense possibly being tired that Romo said Mm -hmm. I do think that's a good one but on the other side of that I don't know that I want Mahomes having four downs to make 10 yards and when you put him in the situation when you take the ball first and Mm -hmm. he knows exactly what he has to do you bring another down into the opportunity for them to make first downs and I just think when you have a quarterback like that and you're giving them an extra down the chances are he's going to make the plays or they're going to be able to keep moving the chain. So for me, that may have been the only reason I would have went the other way. I don't want Mahomes having knowing exactly what he has to do. And then it brings fourth down into play. But again, I don't want to be overly critical of Shanahan because I thought his logic of saying, Hey, if we could have got out of those first two possessions, now yeah. we have the ball third and a chance to end the game. That made yeah. sense to me as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think it was really a big deal either way. Um, K-Walk, what about um, Brock Purdy? So much was made to him going into this game. Is the stage going to be too big? Is he going to be nervous? What's he going to do? And you were super confident going into the game saying, look, Brock's going to be fine. I thought he played good. Like, I don't think there was anything he did in that game that people could say, oh, Purdy's the reason we didn't get it. I I thought for that stage, I thought he played really good. But what what were your thoughts on how he played? Yeah, I thought he would play exactly how he played. And I thought he would, would, you know, be calm and, 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 you know, manage, if you want to say manage the offense, uh, whatever you want to call him. I didn't think he would be the, that, that second half, uh, Brock Purdy that we saw against the Lions, I just thought that he would go out there and make the right throws, the correct throws, put the team in the right position, and not make any mistakes. Um, there were some throws that he, he missed, uh, of course, but you know yeah. the biggest thing is he didn't throw any picks. You know that, that's the thing. You know there were no you know missed throws where he put himself in a situation. There was like one throw I think he threw to Debo and it, 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 and it went off of Debo's hands, yeah. and ultimately almost and then the uh, the linebacker there almost picked it off. But other than that, I mean, I think he made the right throws, um, especially, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, if he didn't have, you know, Brock, I mean, if he didn't have Debo and Kittle and and Ayuk and those guys and McCafferty, you know, he's not going to win. But what he did show that he can get to the balls to those those no name guys, those no game changer name guys like a Jawan Jennings, like a, a Chris Connolly um, a, as well. He found though he found those guys in crucial situations. So it's just not you know he stays within the offense. He understands what the offense is, and regardless who's running that route or who's in that position, and that's his first read, second read, or whatever. That he's going to do that. He's going to scan the field. And he's going to get the ball to who was ever in that position that's open at that particular time. And it just so happened to be Juwan Jennings on that touchdown and a big throw on a third down against, uh, to, to Chris Connolly. So to answer the question, I thought he did exactly what um, I expected him to do. He didn't lose the game. I, he, you know, the young kid put so much pressure on himself. And he said it's his fault that they lost. But we, we're not going to sit there and blame that on yeah. anyone. We're not going to – if we blame it on anyone from the 49ers, 
you blame it on Steve Wilkes before you blame it <laughs> on Brock Purdy. I mean, I'm not blaming it on Steve Wilkes. I'm just saying you'll 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 say Steve Wilkes and a couple of other guys, you know, whatever before, before you get to Brock Purdy. And then yeah. I, and, that, and that's what I loved about him. And so, so. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I thought he played a good game. I was actually pretty impressed with with how well he handled everything. Yeah. But Britt, I, I saw people like in the national media the the day after. Some people yeah. saying, "Look, he was outstanding," and then other people on the opposite side of the spectrum saying, "No, he had opportunities to make some throws that he missed, particularly that deep ball that he overthrew that went out of the back of the end zone mm-hmm. that could have been a game changing play." What what were your thoughts on how Purdy performed and, and did some of those throws that he missed cost the 49ers the game? Well, see, that's I would have to give credit, more credit to the Chiefs defense. Like that one, I'm assuming we're talking about the same play. That's the one with Chris Jones rushing. Yeah. Yep. That's to me, you have to give credit to the Chiefs defense, not necessarily because Brock Purdy just missed the throw. He was rushed. And then I think his hand got uh tapped if i can recall i can't quite remember his hand probably just got tapped so he's not able to follow through um like you would like i guess a quarterback to so he overthrew him um and then he didn't have time to see the other side when brandon Ayuk was wide open um so i think brock Purdy did what he was supposed to do i said it right he's going to play his role within the offense and that's what he did he got hit the ball to his playmakers um i i don't i don't think he was just like super elite type of quarterback but he doesn't right. need to be in this particular type of offense and i don't think he was garbage neither so yeah. uh i don't understand what <laughs> i don't understand what they were referring to um i think he did what he was supposed to, to supposed to do and he's only going to grow and develop from here um it's going to be interesting if they pay him in a couple years so i'm yeah. curious to see what that's going to be like well, we ain't got to worry about but that. But I think, I think, next to a I think, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about that. He's going to get paid. <laughs> He's going to get paid. Well, you, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Cause it's going to come up quick. And the conversations yeah. are starting now. Um, um, but what well, the agent's going to start the conversation now with him, trust me. But, um, but yeah, I think Brock Purdy did what he was supposed to do. Nothing like super crazy elite, but he played well. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we're all in in agreement there, K Walk. And I know I know you're not you're not going to make any excuses for your team, but I, I got to throw the question out there just because I I want to see where your thoughts are are on it. Because obviously we saw um was it Ken Law? What was the linebacker that tore his ACL? Uh, Greenlaw, I mean his Greenlaw Greenlaw his Achilles. We saw him go down and just a freaky play. Uh, Debo was having some some hamstring stuff in the second half. Kittle got banged up. I know you're not going to say make any excuses, but do you feel like those injuries impacted the 49ers at all? I mean, losing one of your better defensive players, obviously the Debo's not full go. That's a blow to the offense. Kittle, I mean, what are your thoughts on just some of the mishap things that happened to the 49ers? Yeah, I I would think the one thing that would hurt us if any of those well I'm going to say it hurt us is Greenlaw. I think what his was his coverage skills was able to be in that first half when he was playing the way he was getting from sideline to sideline covering those guys, man. I think that hurt us. I know Burks played as well as he could his 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 backup there. Um yeah. but um Greenlaw would have been a difference making a lot of those plays. Again, I'm not making mistakes by I mean I'm excuses by any stretch of the imagination, ladies and gentlemen, but as I stated, when 
when um, when uh, Debo went down and Kittle went down, you still saw Brock Purdy still hit those guys, uh, Jawan Jennings um, and and uh, Chris Connolly. As I mentioned, he goes to other guys. It's, you know, you know, if you look at, you know, he doesn't. He, those name guys are there. So their guys are there for, you know, they're because they're good football players. But he's going, if you run your routes the right way and you do what you're supposed to do within that offense, Brock Purdy's going to find you. He's going to, and he's going to do that. So I would say if anything, I, again, the Kittle and the Debo thing going down, they still, even when all that happened, they still were able to get in into, uh, into overtime and had a chance to win that. So I think if anything hurt us, again, no, no, no excuses whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. I think the loss of Greenlaw hurt and then the fashion that it he got hurt yeah was just, just, just heartbreaking it. man yeah, just heartbreaking not just as a fan man that guy worked his tail off and he's been did so many different injuries and overcoming to, to run on the field to get ready to go to go play defense in the super bowl and that's how you get hurt that's rough man yeah, it's not just yeah. this man in my opinion, <laughs> yeah he hate to see it he hate <laughs> to see it all right Brent, i got a slightly different question mm-hmm. for you i, I want to shift the attention over to the Chiefs side now and Andy Reid obviously you you've you know this is your guy used to coach the <laughs> Eagles near near and dear to your heart where do you have Reid now look I know a lot of people have Be- Belichick like stamped as the greatest coach of all time uh, I mean I don't know I mean he's got those Super Bowls so you can't you can't take those away from him but he also played to one of the greatest quarterbacks ever but Andy Reid has been successful at all stops with different mm-hmm. quarterbacks I mean he's been able to continue to reinvent himself stay current in the game is Andy Reid dare I say the best coach of all time like how do you feel about Andy Reid like when you start stacking up coaches I mean, the bias side of me would be like, sure. But the reality <laughs> side, no. Uh, as much as I would love to give him that title, he has, to me, a few more Super Bowls to get to obtain in order to obtain that level. I mean, he has done an incredible job, <clears throat> especially with the Chiefs. Um, he also does have Patrick Mahomes. But again, the fact that he was even able to go out and scout a Patrick Mahomes, to scout a Tyreek Hill, to go scout uh Travis Kelsey when other teams are looking at these players and like mm, we're not so sure but he's seen the potential in these guys that's what helps to make him so great he did it with the Eagles too he went out and got LaShawn McCoy um in the second round he went and got a Deshaun Jackson so he understands talent he understands uh, uh how to to make a proper game plan um or understand how to call a game pre-plan and he has grown since the Eagles and I've witnessed this Eagles you know with us remember I keep saying the adjustments uh, it's not quite there you know but this year I've seen that adjustment especially during the playoffs now they I said this last week I said I wouldn't be surprised if they reached out to Eric Bieniemy. they reached out to Eric Bieniemy to help him out um so I just think he's just the overall just very smart intelligent offensive-minded coach um and for the defensive side he will put the best defensive coordinator he could hire um to take control and he gives full and complete control to that defensive coordinator he says you let me know what you need i'm gonna go out and get it because i'm gonna trust you completely and wholeheartedly so and his guys love him he's such a relatable coach players coach they love him that's why you can see a travis kelsey come to him and just scream in his face um and he won't get all upset and uptight he'll understand and try to make the necessary adjustments to win the game so 
I, I love Andy Reid. I will always love Andy Reid. I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I don't think he's the greatest coach yet of all time. You need to win a couple more. Okay, Walk, we know you're a man of many lists. Is Andy Reid working his way up your list? Um, you know what, Jay? I, I would say he would. He would be up there. He is working his way up to this because he has Patrick Holmes. I mean, we we talked about that. We talked about Belichick as he's the greatest of all time. But did he win one without Tom Brady? No. Did Andy Reid win one without Patrick? Has he won one without Patrick Holmes? Yeah, he's been successful in Philly, but again, he didn't win one with you know yeah. with him. So had he won one without Pat before he got there and yeah. can and possibly win one without Patrick Holmes, mm-hmm. I think you put him in a, you could put him in the same category, in the same breath as you know as an Andy Reid. Um, you know, you could say the same thing. You know, as a you know who's some of those great coaches as a Mike Tom. I know Mike Tomlin, what one, two, I believe he's one, two. Um, so you, you could, you could, you obviously there's that we called him a dynasty. So he's the coach of that dynasty. So you yeah. obviously have to put him in that conversation. Is he the greatest right now? He's definitely moving up. He's moving up. I don't know exactly where to put him at right now, but he's definitely moving up for sure. And if he can win one or two more, um, I would definitely, I would definitely put him. I still have to put him past two because put him at two. Unless he wins six or more, I can't put him past Belichick just yet. Unless he wins one, and unless he wins one without Patrick Mahomes, like five and ones without Patrick Mahomes, then I'll put him up there. Would, would he sure. be in the same breath as like a Bill Walsh right now for you? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think Bill, yeah, I think you have to put him in. I, I didn't want to even bring Bill Walsh on the list because of the, what he, he's had. He's done the same thing. Bill Walsh Montana didn't win without, nice. without yeah. Mantana. So, <laughs> yeah. so I have to be, if I'm going to be consistent on that, I have to be yeah. consistent with that as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, definitely for sure. I'll say this. Um, I'll say this pertaining to Andy Reid. There's a lot of, there has been some very talented coaches that came from his tree. Yes. Um, I don't know There's how many come from Bill Belichick. Because you know, people try to hire Matt Patricia, he's trash. Yeah, people Belichick try to hire not great. <laughs> uh right. <laughs> like the, that tree is just not good. But that Andy Reid tree, he he a lot of teams look, you know, to see who's under Andy Reid to try to get him them hired, either part of their staff or head coaching. One primarily was for the Eagles, Doug Peterson. So um, that's the only one I can think of at this, yeah. this point in time. Yeah. Um, so and he also knows when not to hire a coach, and that was Nick Sirianni. So uh, I don't know why Jeffrey Lurie is not answering, listening, but hey, (laughs) (laughs) so there you go. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a a fair point. Fair point. All right. Okay. Well, Britt brought it up a a, a little bit ago about Kelsey getting in Reed's face on the sideline. Not not just getting in his face, actually physically bumping into him, almost knocked Reed down, honestly, kind of grabbed onto his arm to almost hold him up. When I first saw it, I, I didn't like it. Like, and, and part of the reason I didn't love it was because Andy Reid is in 66 years old, I believe. And I just, you know, I just, I just didn't love it. Then like when I kind of look, looked at it from a couple different angles, it didn't look as bad as it previously did the first time I saw it. But what were your thoughts on that whole situation? When I first saw it, Jay, I, 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 before you answer that question, I'm sorry, guys. If I'm making faces, because Jay said he's 66, and I'm like, that's it? Because that man looked like he about 79. <laughs> I love Andy. Hey, I could I could be I wrong, love, but I, I no. do think he's 66. You're right. He's get ready to turn 66. Big red look old as hell. So that means football take a toll. My goodness. Go ahead, K Walk. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, yeah. When I first saw it, Jay, I loved it because of the fact of the matter is I thought this was, that was an opportunity. Those guys were frustrated, you know, and I thought, it, and I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I thought it was an opportunity for the 49ers to uh, divide and conquer, you know, allow those guys to fight within themselves. And then, you know, you 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 conquer them at that point. So I, I loved it from that standpoint. But when you take all of the fandom out of it yeah. and you look at it realistically as a football player and someone, you know, that, you know, has has played with, you know, coaches and um. I, I thought it was kind of uh, it was kind of too much, and I and I and I looked at it the same way. I get it; it's the heat of the moment. You want to win that Super Bowl. You're in the biggest stage as there uh, as as it possibly could be in all of sports. And Britt kind of alluded to as well. Maybe they have that type of relationship mm-hmm. where he allows their those players yeah. to be emotional. I don't think it, he expected you know say yeah. it's okay for you to do that, <laughs> but <laughs> right. I, you know he did. You know at, at one point maybe he was just a little bit too much, but he I think uh, Andy Reid. Um, to Britt's point, um, does allow them to, to to voice his opinion, get my face and let me know how you're feeling. You know, that, that's that's what we want. That's what we need. We're not going to see everything. You're out on the field. You know, you let us know what you're seeing and, and things of that nature. But he may have taken it a little too far. So but, you know, as a as a as a fan of the 49ers at the point at the time, I loved it. But as a fan of the game, I, I didn't like it unless they had that type of relationship. And even yeah. still, I think it's a little too much, uh, to be honest with you, to, to be perfectly honest. With you. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's water under the bridge, if you will, dirt under the rug, whatever yeah. cliche or thing you want to use. But um, yeah, it's okay as long as he's okay with it. I Meaning, uh, Reed, I don't know what the outcome would have been had he lost. I was hoping that would we would see yeah. that. Yeah, but, uh, but unfortunately, we did. So. Yeah, and Andy Reed handled it. I mean, he was you know he kind of he wasn't going to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And like I agree, I'm I'm okay with like if you want to if you're up frustrated whatever you say something to the coach. I just didn't love the bump, especially nah, because right. Reed is right. an older gentleman. Like I, I just that that mm-hmm. part of it, I just mm-hmm. felt like was a little too far. Not saying it's a huge deal, right? But I, I just think like to me, you got to draw the line at physical contact. And maybe he didn't yeah. even mean to bump him. Who knows? Like you're so emotional, mm-hmm. but for me, I think you got to draw the line there. But Britt, Britt, what did you think of it? I mean, sixty-five. He, he's older, but he ain't that old. Y'all, I mean, y'all, he, y'all right behind him. Let's, we ain't, let's be nah, real. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, um, Andy Reid does allow his players to express express themselves, um, express their emotions, whatever fashion they feel is necessary. Um, he's just that type of coach, but. He does not want them to physically, you know, harm them in any capacity and should never resort any nothing should never resort to that. I don't think Travis Kelsey meant to necessarily bump into him like that. Cause you could right. tell Andy Reid was a little caught off guard. And yeah. Travis, I think Travis tried to like grab him just a little bit, but yeah. not grab him because he was still frustrated in the moment. So I don't think Travis meant for that to happen. But you can't you can't go that far. Like that, that was a little bit too far. But I will say that was the moment I said they about to change something. Something's get ready change at halftime. And once again, this daggone Chiefs team will not go away um, because Andy Reid will go back in that locker room, make the necessary adjustments, use that extra time um, to communicate with his team and whatnot and come out and do what they need to do. But I, I do think it was fine until the bump. I think the team will adjust that with Travis Kelsey. I think Travis probably already apologized to that to his coach because Andy Reid does see his players as there's an extended part of their family of his family, like their sons. So, and same thing with Travis Kelsey, he sees uh, uh, Andy Reid as like a second dad. So. 
Kadarius yeah. Tony does that. What happens? Yeah, it's, I know he didn't play, I, but I'm just saying. I think it's. A, I agree. Like, I think it's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like if mm-hmm. that's not Travis Kelsey, like if like let's say Tony was. <laughs> Tony just say, came there last year. He was Thanks. dressed, you know, <laughs> and he does that. It's mm-hmm. a different. It's a yeah. totally different conversation by everyone, <laughs> including the announcers. Yeah, well, right. Different. Everyone. Here's the difference. What year did Travis Kelsey get drafted? Do we know? I mean, he's been in the league what at least. Nine, ten years. years. I mean, he's been around for a while, right? Maybe even more. I mean, he's going on thirty-five. So, right. So, how long has Andy Reid been with Kansas City? Six years, right? Six or seven, seven. seven, I think seven, maybe something like that. Was it seven, or was it a little bit? I know. I mean, he he's been Mahomes has been the six AFC championships, and then they did the one with Alex Smith. They have that long-standing relationship. Kadarius Tony is a is a is a snot away tissue wiping change of the diapers away. He ain't got that 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 sweat blood and tears with that team yet or with Andy Reid. Yeah, but so. he still has that attitude, that mentality though, to do that. <laughs> right. But again, if Kadarius Tony yelled at Andy Reid, I don't think Andy still wouldn't have been mad. Now the old Andy Reid, the Eagles Andy Reid or prior, that Andy Reid would have yelled back. And we've seen that on a number of occasions. This is a more mature, more patient Andy Reid. I mean, he's older. He's 65 years old. So he understands. (laughs) (laughs) No, Andy does wrong because there's a reason why there's no no Eagles championship with him or Super Bowl. There's a championship, no Super Bowl with him. But he's still a fantastic coach. So, And I guess, too, at the end of the day, like, K-Walk, been around locker rooms long enough to know that there's the rules are different. Yeah, <laughs> different players. Sure. Like the I rules are that. not the same. So you well, know, Kelsey and and Tony, like it's it's just a different set of rules mm-hmm. for those two guys for sure. Um, Britt, you brought up Chris Jones a couple times tonight. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be an unrestricted free agent. Yes, and you know, there's going to be plenty of teams that are going to be willing to pay him some big money mm-hmm. to get him out of KC. Can the Chiefs afford to re-sign him? I mean, what do you think is going to happen there? I mean, they had they had issues this year just trying to get him in. He sat out some right. games like they. So, do you think he's back in KC next year? How do you think that situation is going to play out? You know, I do think he's back. They're already talking about or uh, Patrick Mahomes wants to restructure his deal to ensure some of his guys are back. And I think Chris Jones is going to be a top priority. He has to be a top priority. Um, you know, in my opinion, is, you know, it's him, Legereus Sneed, that are the two guys who are unrestricted free agents. I think, I know Chris Jones is 29 years old, I believe. I, again, I football age, age, ages you, I swear, because I thought he was older than that. I'm not going to lie. You're I'm right. not going <laughs> to lie. Um, so glad I'm a female. I don't want to play football. Um, <laughs> I thought black don't crack to some of these guys play football. That's a different game, I swear. It's a NFL game. game. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think they'll do what they can to make sure he stays here. Um, and then it's going to be interesting. Will Chris Jones be willing to, if Patrick Mahomes takes a cut for him to stay, will he be willing to take a little bit of a cut, a slight cut, so he can stay in Kansas City and try to get to that? Because they're talking about the back-to-back-to-back, right? So you can't get there without uh, Chris Jones. And he's not going to get there without Kansas City. So yeah, I think he'll stay. 
I mean, he's going to be a huge part. He, he is a huge part of that defense, K-Walk. It feels mm-hmm. like they really need yeah. they really need to get him back. But people are going to be willing to pay this guy. 29 years old. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a force to be mm-hmm. reckoned with on that defensive front. Um, I don't know. He's got a couple Super Bowls. Maybe he maybe now he's like, yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to get paid. I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. take to go wherever. Who's got the most money? I don't know. Maybe he'd give him a hometown discount. What do you think? How, how do you see that thing playing out? Yeah, I can see it from, from all of those uh, angles that you uh, you yep. brought to the equation for sure, Jay. I mean, you, you look at some of these teams, uh, you know, we talked about Washington, you know, Dan Quinn and those guys. They you know they have some – I think they have some – no, no, I think they might be salary strapped, uh, salary cap strapped. But, you know, some of these teams that you go with, I think that the Jags are one of those teams um, who can afford to pay them. And there's other teams out there as well. You know, Like you said, he's got his chips. He's got that, you know, and mm-hmm. he wants to get paid now. That's, that was the whole – reason for him um you know sitting out um because he wants them to get that money now does he you know does he give him a hometown discount it is possibility he wants to get his familiarity there you know he, he understands the um, spag system the, the, the yeah. players the head coaches things of that nature so yeah we can continue to win they want to run it back to back to back that's their goal and um yeah I, I think the latter part i think the last i think he'll stay there i think he'll stay there i just think that the chiefs will do whatever it takes to keep him there like Britt mentioned his age he's 29 he's disruptive mm-hmm. and he's arguably if well the best uh, defensive uh an interior lineman out there i mean aaron donald may have something to say about that but nonetheless he's yeah. up there uh yep. for sure so yeah i think he stays if you ask me right now i think he stays at a hometown discount yeah i think i saw after the game he said something to like the gm or the owner like we got to figure out a way to keep me here so Mm -hmm. so we can win another one so i think he wants to be in kc it's just hard if somebody comes and offers you this gigantic contract like it's hard to walk away from some of those millions man so that's definitely going to be interesting i will say they are going to have a tough choice i think it's either going to be a chris jones or a legerious need there's no way you're going to be able to keep uh both Especially Ooh. the way Legereus Sneed has been playing this year. I know he's looking for his big deal. And this, I think this would be really his the only way he could get that big contract as a cornerback. Um, but I, I agree. I think they're going to choose Chris Jones because even K-Walk alluded to it. You'd rather have a great defensive line versus a great uh, 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 secondary because that, that defensive line could get after that quarterback and just throw things off. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Britt. That's gonna be tough because mm-hmm. with those with Sneed and McDuffie, I mean that those guys really do make all the difference in the world. You lose you lose Sneed, that's definitely not gonna be this. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. They they better figure out a way to keep both of those guys somehow. Right. I don't know if they can do it, but that that's really what they need to do. They need to figure out a way to keep them both. Um, all right, good stuff there, guys. Let real quick, let's shift gears just real quick. Um, and then then we'll do our rant and ball and and we'll wrap this thing up. But Britt, let me ask you about Chip Kelly. Um, that that was your guy in Philly. No, then then he went out to no. UCLA to be the head coach. No. Now he's going to your Ohio State Buckeyes to be oh, the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Help me. Um, what were your thoughts on that, Britt? Chip Kelly coming to your Buckeyes. How you feel about it? You see my face? <laughs> you see my face? I'm mad as I don't know what. That's what you know what I think about Chip Kelly. I think he's a gross. I think he's a roach. I said what I said. Oh, I don't care mercy, if he hears Rick. it. Right? <laughs> but what you did to my team, 
Come on now. Even those players think the same way. To this day, you basically destroyed my team for no reason for your arrogance. Like, come on. You're trying to treat grown men like they're kids. What kind of <laughs> nonsense is this? These grown men got families and stuff. They just want to say hi. You got the nerve to put your nose up like you just better than everybody. This is how I feel about Chip Kelly. Yeah, no forgiveness happens on that type of stuff here in Philadelphia. Just come in Philadelphia and say Chip Kelly. See what happens. Yeah, just see what happens. You um, know about Jeffrey Laurie about that? He, Jeffrey he, Laurie is, had a, he is that. no longer welcome. That's why Jeffrey Laurie no longer gives his head coaches full autonomy yeah, over the entire team. He took that away <laughs> quick. Yeah. Um, and that's why Chip Kelly only lasted, what, two years, I think? Was it that long? And, and after, <laughs> right. The first year was cool. The first year, you know, uh, yeah. Jeffrey Laurie hired Roseman, was do- dealing with the personnel. The second year, was the year they decided to let let Chip Kelly have full control, and that's when he got fired after that year. So, um, no, I'm giving Jeff Lurie credit because he knew to get out from underneath of it as fast as he could. And possibly we went and got that Super Bowl like a year or two later. So um, I can't get too mad about him. But Chip Kelly go to Ohio State. Let me get back on track. I'm sorry, guys. I had to rant. I guess that's my rant. <laughs> um Look, as much as I can't stand him at the NFL le- level, he might be a better coach for the college game or coordinator for the college game than he will ever be in the NFL level. Um, I think he could coach kids a lot better. I just hope <laughs> hope that he's being more like a player's coach and being more understanding and may, he could have learned that. Um, the good thing to me, I don't think he needs to be a head coach anymore. So and they're supposed to get some good talent. So he's going to have control of the offensive, do the offensive play calling. I think he'll be fine in that role. I hope and pray he'll be fine in that role. He didn't do too bad with UCLA when he was there. He didn't do too bad at all, I think. So I think this is the next step for him. So as long as he's winning, I'm fine. But unfortunately, I got to root for this guy again because he's my Ohio State offensive coordinator. So don't mess up. That's all I'm saying. I don't have much to say for yeah, this. I mean, but he's better to do good. They got a stacked <laughs> roster, so it, it, it's going to be hard for him to mess that up with some of the talent they brought in from the transfer portal. But K Walk, were you surprised he went from head coach to OC? Like, was that a surprising move for you? Um. Yeah, especially going to Ohio State there, because the Ohio State, you don't really see, you know, that type of offense, and you know, for Ohio State or any or any team in the Big Ten, any other type of offense that he likes to uh, to run, yeah. you know, that fast, hurry up offense, you know, not not necessarily no huddle, but just you know, muddle huddle, if you will, that you know, that just you know, that quick, uh, you know, we remember him at uh, in Oregon when he had you know Mariota, those guys, and he had um, you know Michael James and and those guys as well. So, um, not surprised, Jakes. I think that's the only way that he's going to be able to get back. And if he wants to be a head coach again, is he has to, you know, he has to take a step back and, and understand, like you know, because football is a humbling experience, no mm-hmm. matter where what position you're playing or where you're at there. So I, I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised Ohio State hired him. That's that's the biggest surprise there not him taking the offensive coordinator position just ohio state offering him that position so it's going to be interesting to see what that offense looks like uh, ohio state's not going to be that 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 ground pound if you will even though they you know last few years you know with justin fields and and cj stroud you know and then they had some receivers there as well yeah. um you had some offensive guys but you didn't see that hurry up style offense so it's going to be interesting to see what ohio state looks like this year but definitely not yeah. surprising to throw OC's 
spots. Yeah. It's interesting because Ryan Days has called the plays there forever. Yeah. And for, mm-hmm. for Day to give up the play calling, I think that's interesting. But also, like, Chip Kelly's going to have to – I mean, he's going to have to innovate a little. Like, when he bursts onto the scene with that offense back at Oregon, like, he was ahead of the game. But people have caught up to that now. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd like to – I want to see, like, what's his counterpunch now? Because I feel like people have kind of figured out what he wants to do. Defenses are more prepared now for that. So – Interesting to see if he'll have a counter punch, but Jay. like I said, they're so talented. I don't know if it's going to matter. Well, I, I feel like maybe this is kind of an audition, and maybe that's why he was willing to take this. I guess it's kind of a downgrade, sort of, um, to the offensive coordinator because now this is Azar. This might be your plays, your play calling. This maybe somewhat of your offense. Um, and I feel like he wants to get back into the NFL. Remember, he did interview, have a couple interviews for offensive coordinator. So maybe this is their way of showing the NFL level, like, hey, I implemented some of my plays with this offense. <clears throat> I made the calls. Yeah. This is what I got now. So I'm not sure, but yeah. we'll see. And he, honestly, I don't want him. He's probably a better OC. You don't want him more. He is a head coach. He's a 49er um, head coach, too. So you know how I feel. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was for like a hot quick of a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that was a full good. season? Uh, yeah, it was. Was it? I don't even remember, but it was such a blur. It was like his offense. It was I, so fast. I don't even remember. I thought he got fired like, that. by week eight. He, he was out. Yeah, he may have. <laughs> he may have. Um, all right, y'all. Good stuff. Let's, uh, let's do our rant and who's balling and then let's get out of here. Um, K-Walk, man, I, I know you always got one fired up, ready to go. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see what you got tonight. So um, we'll, we'll let you kick this thing off, man. The floor is yours. It, it's not fiery, guys. It's just, you know, Britt kind of touched on Andy Reid, and this is actually what I wanted to talk about with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and what they were able – they what they've been able to do in their uh, their time there with the 49ers. A lot of people were saying that, you know, Andy Reid recognized talent. I, I just wanted to just let you know that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan does the same thing, if not better, because if you look at all these guys, you look at – we start with Brock Purdy, and, you know, we know – where he's at you know Mr. Irrelevant and you know what they brought in what he's brought them to uh to his first two years led him to an NFC championship but you gotta look at some of these other names guys that I just have down you have look at Debo Samuel Debo Samuel was a second round pick you gotta look at George Kittle George Kittle was a fifth round pick you gotta look at uh Dre Greenlaw fifth round pick Fred hmm. Warner third round pick Kyle Yushek uh fourth round pick Elijah Mitchell fifth uh sixth round pick um, the punter, fourth round pick, Mitch uh, Wisnowski. And then you look at some of these other guys, Ray Ray McLeod and, and even the, even the kicker, uh, who the, the third round. So when you talk about, you know, guys, uh, I know Andy Reed is that guy because he's winning Super Bowls and getting consecutive, uh, championships, AFC championships. And they say he recognizes talent. I, I think Kyle Shanahan and, and, and John Lynch do a great job of, of building this, uh, this, built this team. And I think they're going to be ready for a long run. And we're going to start talking about these 49ers, man, barring any major injuries as being that, you know, the dynasty of the 2020s or whatever you want to call it um, for sure. So just hats off to those guys, man, and what they were able to do, um, especially with a young quarterback going against arguably the greatest quarterback, you know, and in a lot of people's mind, he could be the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach of all time. So they're young. 
Um, and there, and they, a lot of people have had their opportunities to get these same guys, but what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done has been outstanding. And they're just going to, they're just getting started right now. Ladies and gentlemen, they're going to get over that hump next year. Again, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah, <clears> man. Uh, hard. You can't really argue. I mean, I, I think they have the best roster in football. So to me, I think they have the best roster in football. So hard to argue any of those points. Okay. Well, real quick, just as a fan, as, as a guy that's riding with the four, do you feel like the last two years, like you let two get away. Like when you, like, when you think about it, like, like, you know, last year when everybody gets hurt before like Purdy gets hurt, they, they play that game without a quarterback. And then this year they're, they're right there. And then it, it slips away. Do you feel like a couple Super Bowls got away from you oh, guys? For sure. Yeah, for sure. They definitely got away. But the thing about it is what I love about it is they're, they're consistently there. They're consistently right yeah. there either in the AFC, I mean, the NFC championship. If you look at, I think four or five, four straight years, they've been in the, uh, the, yeah. Uh, the uh, NFC Championship fluke injuries there to to Brock Purdy last year. Uh, a lot of people saying if he, he if he had stayed healthy, they would have been in the Super Bowl last year um, as well. So, um, but what we see we see the outcome of that. Right? We see when he's healthy. What he did to those teams. What he did to those two teams. different so teams. Yeah. Two different two, teams. Like, don't get uh, out of here with that. Two different well, teams. Well, how did two y'all had to, to take all one of our whole players just to help you get back to the Super Bowl? I give you this year, but last okay. year was last year. All right, and I said arguably, I didn't say a guarantee. If you want to say the 49ers are the better team this year, I give you that. Last year, the Eagles were the better team. Okay, I'm saying Brett, I, my my, my thing was my Rock my statement was I said arguably, I said arguably, right? I said that I didn't say guarantee it. I didn't say a, a guarantee they would have won. I said arguably if, if Brock Purdy <laughs> wouldn't have gotten hurt, they could have been in the Super Bowl. That's exactly what I said. But I'm guaranteeing they get to the Super Bowl next year and win it next we'll year. I'm guaranteeing you that. But back to the question, Jay. We'll yeah, see. absolutely. I, I think um not last year, um, because I think that was something out of their control. You anytime you go in there without your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that's you know, that's not something that they could they could control there. That was just a fluke injury there but this year definitely some of the plays you know some of the uh the mishaps that they had again no excuses but yeah definitely let it get away uh yeah. from them but again they could they continue to, to 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 reload and and continue to get back there man and I, I just feel like you know right now they're they're taking those strides nfc championship super bowl loss now is ultimately the, the ultimate goal so it's the way yeah. to go. that's what yeah. i'm feeling and I, and I think they'll be back with adventures for sure yeah you keep getting back eventually you, you yeah. gotta win one gotta you know? and they gotta. will win one uh I, I definitely think they'll they'll win one for sure um brit what you got for us tonight give us something good i, I don't have nothing tonight because you know <laughs> What I'm gonna say, K we're gonna get tired. He's gonna come all offensive and all this other stuff. So I'm gonna just leave it be. I'm I'm I'll mute. I'll mute. I'll mute. I'm gonna leave it be. So, uh, if, you know, because <laughs> I say, when you come for us for no reason, then we just come back, and I'm just gonna be the one player always. I don't got nothing against the team. I just got, you know, just this one player. Maybe two was talking, and then they lost. So you only two. So just stop talking. Focus on your team. That's all I'm going to say. I think we all know who I'm talking about. Focus on your team. Three receptions for 33 yards. Focus on your team. You could do more. They're paying you way more money than uh, uh, a lot of money to produce a lot more. Just focus on your team. Nobody said the 49ers weren't talented. Now, one person I've ever heard say the 49ers are not talented. They are a very talented team. They could very well be back there. But this one player need to focus on his own daggone team and then we cool but you Not came right. at 
all of us. <laughs> so we're gonna come back. And like my mama said, we had to eat it last year. You gotta eat it this year. I don't care about them tears. Get out of here. All right, Britt. That, that was a rant. Thought you didn't have nothing, but that was that was a good good job. Um, all right, y'all. I, I don't really I I guess my rant, I'm just gonna wrap up the NFL season just as a fan of football, really. With I mean, Cowboys fan, but no real dog in the fight. I was just happy to see that we had a great Super Bowl, entertaining game, good defense in the first half, some excitement in the second half, a game that goes into overtime where you feel like every single play could decide the game. So just as a fan of football, I I just thought that was a tremendous way to cap off another year with an absolutely great Super Bowl from the game to the halftime show to everything in between, just an entertaining night. So I'm just happy that we got, got something good out of it. All right, let's do who's balling and get out of here. Uh, every week we want to shout out a team, a player, a coach, somebody who's just absolutely getting it done. K-Walk, I'll start with you. Who you got this week, man? Who's balling? Well, since I'm going first, I had a backup. I'm going to go with Victor Wimbiamba uh, from last night's game against the Toronto Raptors. Unreal. Rookie there, man. Uh, um, just, just an outstanding. I'm watching this game a little bit, guys, and I'm talking about he had 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 blocks, um, five assists uh, again against Toronto, and, and that win last night. So, first, uh, you know, first guy to uh, have a um, a triple double with uh, with 10 blocks since the Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Um, so I had like two, I think two and one or two or three in one possession uh, alone. Uh, so just outstanding, yeah, man. And it's the sky's the limits for this young man. And and, and I'm not going on wood here because he's been playing healthy basketball yes. he's been yes. playing healthy basketball i'm not gonna wood, so it remains that way so victor wimbiapa has been absolutely bowling i'm gonna go to swap because 10 that's big time <laughs> that's big time i'm happy for wimby too now i always like to get some women's basketball into the show so i'm going freshman guard for notre dame oh. hannah hildago i think that's how you say her name and she's a true freshman she's averaging 25 25, six rebounds, five assists. Mm. And I think she's getting like four steals a game too, man. Like she's doing it Mm. on both ends. True freshman for Notre Dame. Hannah Hildago has been absolutely balling. Who you got, Britt? Hmm. It's a lot of ways I could go here, but I have to go women's basketball as well. Um, It got overshadowed by the Super Bowl. I mean, rightly so. I think the Super Bowl had its greatest numbers ever. Um, I'm trying to figure out if half of that was Taylor Swift fans, too, because they kept showing this girl, (laughs) getting on my nerves. (laughs) Like, they showed her, like, at least 20 times on Sunday. It was irritating me. Um, (laughs) But South Carolina Gamecocks, I mean, they just keep winning. My goodness. And they got a big one over the Connecticut Huskies. And can I please shout out, is it Tahia Pow Pow? I love that last name. Pow Pow. She was killing it that game. I think she ended up dropping 21 points. Um, And it, that, man, that team is just incredible. That team is incredible. We got to talk. I was trying to get that in today, but we definitely going to save them for next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have plenty of time next Mm -hmm. week to get into all that. All right. Good stuff, y'all. That was a lot of fun. Uh, K-Walk, before we get out of here, man, let let the people know where to find you and, and whatever you're looking forward to this week. Yeah, guys, uh, you can find me on uh, on uh, Facebook, Kevin Walker, uh, Instagram, Kevin.Walker142. 
um, Twix, <laughs> X, whatever you want to call it. Kevin, <laughs> at Kevin Walker, 142. And you can catch me tomorrow night, Wednesdays, as always, uh, with my guy, E. Scott, Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Wherever you get your your uh, your uh, your podcast, we're there. Again, it's Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network, uh, Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. Got a good one data for you now tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Great HBCU segment. Um, I was taken down last week, ladies and gentlemen, E. Scott's entertainment segment, so to give up the 25 but i'm not scared i'm still taking on all comers um nonetheless what i'm looking for I, you know there's no football ladies and gentlemen yeah. there's no more football so i don't know you know what to watch i guess i'm just going to get into the college i'm starting to turn watch college football i mean basketball excuse me tar hills man they're, they're down right now struggling every tuesday they always seem mm. to struggle man i'm gonna like, you know, stop playing on tuesdays man but um uh, and we got the All Star NBA All Star Weekend this week, I believe. We got the NBA All Star Weekend. My man Hami Haskins Jr. is in the dunk contest, so I wasn't going to watch it, but since he's in it, I'm gonna check it out. But I'm definitely looking forward to my favorite event, which is the three point shooting contest, because you, that's you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, K Walk. You guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, um, Instagram, Twitter, all, all the social media sites. Okay, Walk, I'm glad you mentioned the All-Star game because I was thinking, you know, it's going to be some Netflix, some Prime, some (laughs) Peacock, all the streaming (laughs) services, uh, you know, as I try to ease my way Mm -hmm. into some college basketball. But, yeah, we do got the All-Star weekend to look forward to. So that should be fun. Fun. Some of the uh, stuff they do on Friday night. And then, obviously, the the three-point contest is what I'm looking forward to as well. So some good stuff to look forward to this weekend. Britt, what say you? Um, you guys can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, uh, more Twitter, I'm sorry, X, more X, Twitter and Instagram at Brittany Monique is at the bottom of the screen. What I'm looking forward to is, man, I'm looking forward to Debo and these tweets. I want to see if he responds. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Debo is all love. I still love you. I still got a lot of respect for you. (laughs) Uh, uh, I know K Walk might be feeling some type of way because I'm coming at his guy. I, I, I really but don't hey. care, Brett. I'm, 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 I really don't just, care. I'm just saying. K-Walk, I just certain fans to be quiet, though. Just all K Walk, just remember when they he had that if, that okay. if between him and San okay. Francisco with that contract, I was rooting okay. for Debo. So. I got Debo's back for the most part. Uh, just, I think I just will be him, all right either way. I just, <laughs> I just asked him to shut up. That's all. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, uh, Debo, I still love you. You're still talented as all heck. I mean, a little bit more than 33 yards, but I respect you. No, I'm, I'm playing still with him. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to the All-Star game, college basketball, of course, and NFL free agency is fast approaching. Yeah. So I think the franchise yeah. tag uh, stuff comes up early, and then you got the combine and the free agency before yeah. we know it. So. Yep, yep. All right. Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys listening. Do us a favor, hit that like button, subscribe, share it. Also check us out on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast, we definitely appreciate it. And we'll be back here next Tuesday at 7 PM live. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We'll see you next week. You're inside. Never had it. So good sports radio with princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.